And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Welcome to Flashback Fridays. I am your host, David K. Montoya. All right, gang, it has been a while. I know it's been a while, but there is tons and tons of stuff that's happening within the world of the Jaisalmon Dark Myth Company. Uh, We have got so much stuff going on, especially in this amount of time, that it has just been so difficult to sit down and pull out uh, another podcast. I, I've got uh, two ongoing rotating podcasts that I do, and I am going to do my absolute best to keep going and bring back Flashback Fridays into the circulation. Uh, one couple bit of housekeeping. Let me do that first, and then uh, we'll we'll jump into the show. Uh, one of the big things that I want to put out there right now is we are coming down to the wire as far as submissions go for the World of Myth issue number 76, which is our 15-year anniversary, and it is going to be published electronically and in print. So if you are an artist, a writer, a poet, uh, a reviewer of some sort, then send it in. Uh, our editor, editor in chief, Stephanie Barty, will give it a look over. And if she likes what she sees, she's going to give you a, a call or not a call, but she'll drop you an email and let you know. Uh, you can email her at Stephanie Barty, S T A P H A N I E B A R D Y at the world of myth, the T H E W O R L D O F M Y T H.com theworldofmyth.com or you could go to theworldofmyth.com and look for more information there. Okay, that's number one. Number two is that we are doing a contest uh, and whoever wins this contest, well, how it works is the final two and the semifinalists, they both receive a contract to publish their books through e-format, through uh, digital, you know, through Kindle. Um, And then the grand prize winner has their book published. And that is called the Open Contract Challenge. We are down to, let's see, actually they are actually in the process as we speak of figuring out the final two finalists that the judges are. So if you go Monday... To the world of myth bits, you will hear who is the final two finalists in the absolute final, and who wins third place. I believe, I believe that's how we're going to do it. And then uh, you can go to OpenContractChallenge.com. You know, kind of follow that going along, and really root them on because this is kind of intense. And whoever wins gets a book deal. They are going to do uh, like a media circuit, you know, as far as 
you know, going on talk shows, uh, on radio shows, that kind of stuff. And then they will be flown to the Pop Culture Expo here in California, Victorville, California, to be specific. And that is held February 8th, 2020. And that is the Jaysomons Pop Culture Expo, by the way. Yes, we are throwing that, our very first convention. Uh, we are going beyond just comic books. We're doing comic books and anything that is pop culture within the 80s and 90s. And we have great celebrities that are lined up. And you can keep your... well. That sh that website is actually still being purchased, or not purchased, but it's still being um, worked on. So stop in, say, The World of Myth. You can look at my commentary, and you can stop you can, anywhere. You can check as far as the Jaysomon Dark Myth Company, and I'm sure there's some type of information being put out there. Okay, so with that said, housekeeping done, I believe. Uh, unless I think of something towards the end, I'll make a little note and I'll, I'll say it for the end. Now, just so happens, if you are brand new to Flashback Fridays, let me explain what it is to you. Uh, Flashback Fridays, we take the Jaisal Modcast podcast archives. Now, it came out September, or not September, it came out November 26, 2012, and we've been producing many episodes of different podcasts throughout the years in that time we've gone over i want to say around 850 900 uh, episodes individual episodes of different podcasts and to keep that alive to keep those past shows alive to keep it still you know the memories fresh we go in we pick three random episodes and then I will read what it says on their, their release. You know, I'll talk about when they release what it says. We will listen to the show. And then we will move on. Well, we'll do this three times. And then after we reach the third episode, we finish it. I will send you on your merry way. Hopefully content and enjoyed three hours of audio entertainment. And enough for you to A... Come back again and listen to more back episodes next Friday. And B, give our new stuff a listen to. Okay, and let's go ahead and dive in this week and see what we got. I'm using the digital picker again, if you're wondering. Okay, all right. Interesting. I wasn't expecting that to pop up. Okay, kids. Our very first episode of this week is Shooting Straight number eight, The Power of Ducky Woo Woo. Originally released October 10th last year, 2018. It says this week, the brothers celebrate Randy's 14-day sobriety as they talk about his vivid dreams. One specifically full of metaphors where he takes a pilgrimage while carrying a duck or duckling named ducky woo woo afterwards randy gets serious as he publicly apologizes to someone he hurt from his past and find out why dave got really emotional all right gang go ahead sit back relax and enjoy this very powerful episode of shooting straight number eight the power 
of Ducky Woo Woo. Welcome to Shooting Straight. I am David K. Montoya. And I'm Randolph Lofgren. All right, kids. It has been a heck of a week. Just. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For both of us. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, just. I, I don't know. I haven't decided if I'm going to publicly talk about what's yeah, been I wouldn't. going on. I wouldn't. You know what I mean? Just start more trouble. They'd say something about it. You know what I mean? Right. Some fashion, they'd use it against you, you know? Yeah, and I, I know that might sound a little paranoid. Yeah. And I know this is really vague for the listeners. They're like, what are you talking about? But um, I, I I know it it does sound a little paranoid. Like, you know, are they are they done? Or are they still investigating? Or, you know, are, are they listening to, like, the podcast? Are they reading through my, my stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. I know, I know how you feel, man. So, okay, we get together each and every week, and we find out what our lovely host, Mr. Randolph Richard Lofgren, does, or not does, but how is he doing? How How's you doing? <laughs> Each and every week. And we ask him the all-important question. Well, yeah, we're starting. That's how we're going to start the episode. Is We're going to say, how many days have you been sober? Today is my 14th day. Two weeks, exactly. Yeah. How are you feeling? I mean, physically, how are you feeling? I'm doing okay, but yesterday I had a bad day. So I, I medicated myself and stayed asleep yesterday because I've been having these really, really crazy dreams. Not all of them are bad, but some of them are emotional. It's more like a, a friend of ours said, I'm dealing with my past demons. So I've been doing that a lot. And, right. And then I had a couple of days where I was really sick from not drinking. And I wanted it. And, and like my brother said, it, it, it was more probably the physical part that I was more addicted to. And the mental was just messing with me about the physical, you know. Right. Well, because you at this point... You're seven days out from habit. Yeah. That's good. So next Sunday, because we're recording. Um, I know it, it won't come out. Or it comes out normally. You know, it'll come out on Wednesday, this Wednesday, like normal. So everybody's like, huh? But we actually, we we had so much going on this week. We actually aren't getting the one ahead of it. Yeah. We're actually kind of behind now. Yeah. On schedule. We'll make up for it. Though. Yeah. But um, but anyway, 21 days, they say 21 days of doing something, whether it productive or non-productive, becomes human habit. I'm you're, happy about that. You're 14 days away, or 14 days, you're 14 days in, seven days away from human habit, which means that you are no longer, when somebody asks, you want to drink? You're like, I don't drink. Right. And that's legitimate. You become a non-drinker. <laughs> that sounds so good right there. So, so where do you want to start? Um, My dreams. Okay. Again, I mean, because they set off, they set me off in so many different directions, you know. I've had happy dreams where, like, I was in a pilgrimage across different uh, states and, and, and countries, and I had to carry a little duck with me, and I had to keep this little duck alive. And uh, the duck's name, yeah, the duck's name was Ducky Woo Woo. Yeah. And I kept it alive until it could fly away from me. That's the name of this episode is Ducky Woo Woo. I love that freaking name. And, and the duck loved me, and it didn't want to leave me, but 
I kept it alive through fights, battles, uh, persecution, and a little bitty duckling, you know what I mean? A duckling that, that is so fragile to a, a full-on duck. Right. That takes a long time. You, you ought to think about it. In my dream, it might have been only hours, but in order for a duck from a duckling to a duck, that's a year at least out, you know, and that was one dream, you know. Right. <laughs> well, there's so much metaphor behind that dream. You know, it's it's a classic of, you know, you having to carry yourself through, you know, the the life that you want. You know, you've got to be clean. You've got to be strong. You've got to be emotionally fit, you know, because you are carrying something brand new in you, hence Ducky Woo Woo. Yeah. And um, so it, it's very metaphorical. And I, I thought it was awesome when you told me, and I love the name Ducky Woo Woo. Yeah. Watch, that shit will end up in one of my stories. Watch. Yeah, I hope so. It's cool. It, it was so cute, too. And it always wanted to get fed. And you got to imagine the things I had to do. I had to chew up worms to give it worms. Yeah, just like a little bird hatchling, you know. Ducks the same way. They don't just eat until they get a little bigger and they'll eat some grain. But, no, I had to do some disgusting things for this duck. What was the last thing that you remember? It flying off and me making it through my pilgrimage. Because whoever sent me on it, which I don't know, said that I'll know when my pilgrimage is over. Uh -huh. And I knew when that duck was able to fly off on its own and i didn't have to take care of it no more uh -huh. that my pilgrimage was over mm. and i was able to turn around and start coming back but then i woke up and that's all i remember in the duck's name and it flying off and that i had to take it so many times through different things like battles you know a pilgrimage is not necessarily a priest or anything it could be a warrior that's becoming not a priest but having to go on a spiritual battle right right and that's basically what I've been going through is a real spiritual battle with all this stuff. It's well, yeah, because habit, habit is a 50, 50 split habit is a mental and physical, right? You know, first you have to go and break the mental habit. And then after you break the mental habit is when you have to deal with the physical habit. That's why that comes first. And you know, physical second uh, it's it's not just because if it was just one or the other people would be able to break you know just walk away and say okay i'm good but alcohol is dual you know you have to deal with it well actually it's more than dual if you really sit and think about it it's more like it's a physical fight a mental fight and a spiritual fight oh yeah for sure and it's been coming out in my dreams i like i told you i haven't dreamt in a long time and like everybody's been telling me, it's me facing my demons from my past and having to deal with them so that I can go prosper future, you know what I mean? Right. Right. It's, it's, um, oh, there's a name for it, but I can't think of it right now. It's too early. It's, it's, uh, 8.30 in the morning. We usually don't do it this early, but we're, we gotta get it done. I'm, uh, I gotta go to Vegas. Oh boy. And, um do some shows out there oh yeah there's you know me i'm not a gambler no so i'm not gonna go do any of that crap no i would though <laughs> <laughs> uh no because i'm gonna have the kids so yeah, because know. you know as soon as i get there i'm i'm gonna have all three of them so 
<laughs> so yeah, I'll just go in, get my my podcasting finished, and head home. Yeah, because I have a a, a doctor's appointment on Very Tuesday. Very important doctor's appointment. Yeah. Um, for though, well, actually, I don't talk. I, I as I kind of go on about things, I really don't talk about much other than okay. Here it, we talk about you. Yeah. On the my public life, I talk about comics. I really don't talk about me personally. And then seeing red, we just talk about stupid shit. So I really don't. Nobody knows what's going on with me. Right. Um, I'm having some uh physical issues. Well, actually, it's more like physiological issues. Because I'm just I'm tired all the time. You are. But, I've been catching you sleep a lot or watch TV a lot lately. And it's it's not even really watching TV. It's just like me zoning out. Just yeah, like, giving uh, you something to, to fill the void in the outer space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I do that a lot of times. When I'm in my room listening to TV or whatever, I have it on just to make the sound go by so that I can have something to concentrate on other than the things that I'm concentrated on. Yeah. Yeah. So let's find out. Do you have any stories for us other than the ducky woo woo story? Oh, do I have any stories? Oh, it's hard to think about stories. Why is that, you think? Because I have so many. So I'm trying to figure out one that just comes to the head and none's coming to the head right now. Like, have I talked about any stories lately? The last. Uh, last episode you talked about going to the river and getting caught in the current. Oh yeah, the scurfing. Everybody yeah. was all wondering what the heck I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was uh, let's see, that was pretty much it as far as stories go. Um, do you? And I'm not gonna make you because you were really emotional when you came. No, to... I want to talk about that one. Do you? Yeah, I do. Okay, you had another dream. Yeah, I had another dream. And you said it wasn't a bad dream. It was just an emotional, you something you had to deal with. Yeah. And it was probably around 11 o'clock midnight when we talked about it. And it was it was very brief. You were emotional. I didn't want to, you know, push. But um, go ahead and, and tell us. Uh, I've only had one love in my life and asked one person to marry me, and she said yes. And because of drugs and alcohol and everything like that, I lost her. That's the basis of it. But the dream was the whole span of us being together and the bad, the, the fighting, the hating one another, and then her leaving. And in the dream, I just kept on reliving it over and over again. And, and it, I, I finally got to a point in the dream to where I could be forgiven for it. But you got to understand, I, I don't have very many love interests. I joke about it all the time, but... You know, I, I know I'm a good-looking man. I'm not trying to be conceited, but she took me for who I was, and I took advantage of that. So Keep going. And then I uh, started crying while I was asleep, and I woke up crying because I was so emotionally upset about it that I lost her, and I wish that I could have done this sooner in life so that I could have had her in my life because I would have had a good life. If I just would have gotten sober sooner. Uh, 
and I tried, but it was too late. She had already found somebody else. Actually, my best friend, and uh, she married him in October, but they didn't stay together. But it October this October? Not this October, but in October, that's when they got married. Oh, how long ago? Uh, it's been over seven years now. Have you, have you talked to her now that you're sober? Have you told her, you know what? Because I, I, something will will change in you. You, you have to, you have to close this chapter. And I told her that I was sorry. She knows I'm sorry. I don't know if she ever believed it, but I think that you need to approach her. Neither it could be via email or whatever, and tell her, you know what, I am like actually sober, sober, and it's just a part of because when you go into like um, rehab and shit like that, you they make you yeah. close the chapter on certain things that you need to get past, and I think that's something that you need to do now that you're sober is is just come to the end and say you know what i'm completely sober i realize full heart or wholeheartedly what i did i took you for granted i'm not trying to get you back i just want a full um acceptance of my apology and and i i bet you it'll it'll make you even feel better it probably will and I, i gotta do that a lot i gotta do that with my mom I got to do that with a lot of people and I haven't done it because I even was selfish with my dad. And if I wouldn't have been on drugs and stuff like that, I wouldn't have thought that the way I did. And I would have probably got to see my dad before he passed away too. It's, um, there's a lot of people. That's the scary part about this now. What? Is that I got to realize what life was around me that was true and real and try to either not get it back but fix it, you know, what I mean? in order to move on further. I've done this sober part and quit. That's the easy part. But like you said, fixing chapters in my life that didn't go very well or I haven't done the right thing, you know? Right. You gotta leave those, or you gotta tie up all those loose ends. Yeah. Because you can't have a new chapter with all those dingling, you know, what ifs. Yeah. So. And let's just peek into this a little bit more, just because of how quick it escalated emotionally for you. Um, when did you guys meet? Uh, I believe she was 18 or 19 and I was 21. And it was, uh, up at, um, Lake Isabella. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm sorry guys. It's early. My brain's not firing. I'm still working on the same bottle of tea. (laughs) The first one. So, okay. So it was, uh, let's see 21. So that was 1998. Right. I was was still in part of my cancer. Mm -hmm. Didn't know it at the time but she was gone when i fought the last part of my cancer but by, by then oh really yeah okay so it's been 
It's been a while. It's been a long while. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And then I'm I'm trying to decide what questions to ask because I don't want I don't want to make this like super emotional for you. It's okay. Because it's um well number one, it's early in the morning, so that's then the rest of my day will be like this. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna let it do that to me. I, I fought it yesterday. I, I dealt with it yesterday on my own. Right. I'm emotional about it because I'm not sad. I'm just upset at myself. I'm not sad about it no more. You know, that is the greatest, greatest response that you could say. What? That you accept responsibility and that you're mad at yourself for letting it happen. Yeah. That is the greatest response that anybody could say to something like that. Because that's that's the point of all of this is coming to terms and accepting what had happened, what has been done and moving forward. So yeah. that, that actually makes me very happy to hear that. Yeah. I'm not blaming it on nobody. I did it. I've done a lot of this stuff to myself in my life. And if I would have just respected my own self better and, and cared for myself, maybe I could have cared for other people the proper way or, or a better way. Because until now, I didn't really care about myself. I didn't care about nothing. I I could see that. I mean, every day you, you're changing a little bit. Yeah. So things are getting more... What's the word I'm looking for? Um, you Things are more valuable to you now. It, I, I can't explain it right now. But I, I can see there is a difference. I can see that the appreciation for life in general has has amplified to where we're at right now from then what a year and a half ago. Yeah. So let's see. I'm I'm curious about this. Um, I'm jumping on my phone here. So this is gonna come out in, on the tenth. The tenth. Uh huh. Is that next week? Uh, it'll be Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah, I thought so. So that means we by the time when we come back next time, someone will have a birthday. It'll be yeah, Tuesday is is my birthday after next week. Really, I have it on on my calendar as Monday. Really, I must be looking at it wrong. Monday the fifteenth. I read it wrong then. You're right. So, yeah. We are going to go see the, the new Halloween that Thursday. But um, I bring it up because in in hindsight to last year's number 40 to this year's number 41. my It's so cold in here. My heater just kicked on, kids. I just... I was like, what is that sound? I'm not used to that sound. <laughs> it's my heater. My heater yeah. kicked on. Wow. That's weird. But looking back from last year's 40 to this year's 41, what, what, tell me, because I'm trying to get you to reflect. I want you to think about it. Um, what do you, what do you see when you put them, when you compare those two lives? Because the life itself has changed. Even the same person, life has changed. Well, 
from 40, I, I still didn't care much, and I thought if I made it to 40, I would care more. So I care more, for one, and now I have a set plan that, that I want to do and things that I want to accomplish after 41. So I'm looking for 41 to come so I can start those those new adventures. One being my teeth and getting them done. And then uh, just basically working on building myself back up. My health's better now. So I want to start physically doing something to, to get my heart moving and, and the cardiovascular going. So I want to do something with that. And then uh, I want to start writing more and drawing and things and, and I want to read more books because uh, I'm into reading now especially if they're good books that capture my, me in it you know right make me think about my life in a, a retrospect you know um it's not a book it's a short story written by Kevin Adams and um I you know me I, I usually don't plug the world myth or anything like that here but uh it was a submission that he's working on for uh, issue 66 and you're gonna like it because you you know it's stuff that you like and you would read and it's something that you personally when you read it you're going to like it it's a big story but it's it's really fun it really is really yeah uh that's the only reason why i bring it up here is because when you read it you're totally gonna dig it i know you <laughs> are. It, it, it's very you cool so all right. Um, we kind of digress a little bit about. Um, I, I'm trying to decide if we should say the name or not. Do you think she would listen to this podcast or no? Yeah, but we shouldn't say her whole name. Okay. Uh, her her name's Nicole. Should I try to reach out to her here in case someone I know? Because there is people I know that know her. I I think so. I think that, uh, like I said, it's and it's nothing to try to, you know, win her back or anything. It's just tying up that loose end, approaching it as a sober person, and saying, "I'm sorry. This is what I did. I acknowledge it. And in order for me to move on to a better life, I have to come face to face with it." All right. Um. Her name was Nicole, mm-hmm. and uh, I just want her to know that sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, I am sorry for everything that I caused her and that I caused us together. I want you to know that you were it wasn't because you were a bad person or you didn't have everything that I needed in life. It was because I didn't respect you enough to know that what you were trying to give me and do for me was for the best. I want you to know that you should prosper in your life in all things because you deserve every good thing that comes to you. Uh, Also, I want you to know that I'm living my life to the fullest. And when I retrospect and think back, I think about what I had and I want that in my life again. Not saying I wanted it from you, but basically... I want a life like that again, and if I get a chance to have that life, I want you to know that I won't take advantage of it like I took advantage of you. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was really, that was beautiful. 
That was well said, brother. Thank you. It's it's part of I don't want to say growing up because you're 41. Well, you're almost 41. You know, you but it it's uh I I can't explain it. But yeah. Well done. Thank you. I can see it in your face. There's something that just lifted off your shoulders. Yeah. Am I wrong or am I right? No, you're right. I'm at peace now. I can see it in your face. Yeah. Very cool. Ducky Woo would be proud of you too. <laughs> Ducky Woo. <laughs> I'm happy. I was thinking if I get a dog, <laughs> if I get a dog, I'm going to name the dog Ducky Woo Woo. Ducky Woo Because you already call your dog Birdie and Macaroni and all kinds of stuff. Can you imagine me have a dog that I'm named <laughs> Ducky Woo Because when I was thinking of this little duck, I was thinking of a dog. Like, I'm taking care of this duck like a dog. Right. And sometimes it, it would get mad at me and stuff. And I'd be like, duck, you will, will, come on. Stop falling behind. You got to hurry up. We got to get past this area. This is a bad area right here. And, and it would go, you know, I can't do the duck sound no more. And I'd be like, all right. And then I would notice it fall behind. And I'd sit there and I'd be like, what? You want me to carry you, don't you? <laughs> and I'd be like, all right, come on, get up on me. And it would on my shoulder for like hours when we when we were going through large areas or that hard and if not i had a tucked in like like type of gi suit you know uh-huh. it'd climb into my gi and sit inside my gi that's funny you know? that is funny <laughs> and uh. it, 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 i just understood it like i know you know how i understand weird things and i just understood when it wanted to eat what it wanted from me right or if it was tired of walking you know because it's little feet i was like 20 feet ahead and i'd have to stop and ducky woo woo come on i, I we're making shirts i swear to god we're making shirts we're gonna have a duck uh you know and uh, underneath it'll be a black shirt with a yellow duck and it'll say underneath in white letters ducky woo woo <laughs> That's funny, uh That is. That, that'll be our first merch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm joking. I know you're not joking. <laughs> tell us a little bit. Tell us something because you've you've kind of approached the, the hardships of this week. Tell us something good. Well, we always I, have to approach something with good. I made it to a certain day, and I can't remember which day. I think it was like 7 when I talked to you and told you that, that uh, oh, my God, I'm having a, a hard day. and it was the next day that I started feeling better, and then I started taking vitamins and stuff like that. Right. So the vitamins have helped me, too, and I'm drinking plenty of water and my lemon juice. So that was great. Uh, I watched a couple of great movies. I watched Rampage. Well, I'm not supposed to tell names, but... You can say it. Rampage. And then I watched Solo. Did you like Solo? Oh, I love Solo. That... <sighs> Again, not getting into specifics because I'm fairly certain person listens to the podcast. But uh, there's for me it's I can't enjoy. I tried to watch it again, and I do. I like the movie. I've seen it twice at the movie theater, but because it's attached to someone, I can't watch it. Oh Lord, care. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, right? I do. So I'm like, damn it! Because <laughs> it brings it up. Yeah. That I hate when that happens. So, yeah. I have when to... I get something attached to something else. 
you know? Right. It yeah. So But what did you think? What did you think of Solo? Did you like I it? I thought it was good. It gave me a little bit more look on who he is and where he came from. And I was like, all right. And then when he met it, the Wookiee for the first time, it was like, oh, this is how they became buddies. You know? That actually is comes out of a canon book. A canon book? Yeah. Um, there A long time ago, in the, I want to say in the 90s, they came out with a solo book. And that's kind of what happens is, is Han Solo – he joins um, the Republic, and he becomes, uh, you know, part of the the stormtroopers. And he's ordered to kill Chewbacca, but he couldn't do it, so he takes Chewbacca and they go AWOL. And that's how originally uh, the Empire is after him because he went AWOL, uh. and they went pretty close with it as far as Solo goes. So, and what did you think about Rampage? Oh, it was it was cool because I played the video game when I was younger all the time. Oh yeah. So when those things happened and then they they went berserk, I was like, yeah, yeah. I I was imagining I had my video game controller in my hand and I was like, get him, get him. Yeah. <laughs> See, I I remember playing Rampage in Vegas when we'd go to Vegas. Oh yeah, it was it was on the big game shoot before that was before. At the consoles actually came out. I mean, they had. I can tell you how old we are. Yeah. Because Rampage, the first Rampage I remember, I don't think it was on Nintendo. I think it was on PlayStation that I first played Rampage. Oh, really? That's. I'm not sure if I played it on an Atari because I don't think they made it for Atari yet. No, no, because Rampage was like 16 bit. Yeah. It was, for its time, it was pretty, you know, high tech. And. Yeah. I think Nintendo, or not Nintendo, because Nintendo was only 8-bit. Uh, Atari was, what, 4, I think? Yeah. So it was just like a bunch of dots together that kind, kind of looked like something. You yeah. know, that was Nintendo, or not Nintendo, but Atari. So Rampage was way too advanced for Atari. Right. Good times. Good yeah, times. But every time I, I hear Rampage, I always think about Vegas. Yeah. Not specifically Vegas. We would go down to... Um, gene nevada and while our parents would go and gamble we would we would always go to um gold strike in fact it's still there you can go to gene nevada and and see what we're talking about firsthand and you would always have to climb those stairs to get to second floor for the arcade do you remember not really no no i don't that's still there i remember going to the arcade a lot though yeah it, it was uh we were in good shape, man. Running those stairs up and down. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, good times. We always came home. The no matter what, you know, they if they won or lost the parents, we always came back with extra money because we were always smart enough to put half of what was given to us away in our pockets and not touch it. So we would come home with like a hundred, two hundred bucks in our pocket, but we were we were good enough at the video games. Yeah, where we could take. He remembers that. I remember that. <laughs> Cause I was telling you, I I, I believe I'm the one that was like, "Hey, look, they just keep up getting us money because they want us to rock, go away." Right. And he's like, "Really?" I was like, "Dude, we should start shit just playing the games that we're good at and keeping the money." Like, I remember that's when first Street Fighter first come out. Yeah, so that was a big Street Fighter. Yeah, and you played it. You Ultra know? Street Fighter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And we could. We could play it for hours on a quarter. Or a Pac-Man game or play something. You know. Yeah, and then walk away with quite a bit of money and yeah, come back and get our comics and go movies and stuff <laughs> like that. They're like, how did you get money? Ah, long story. They probably thought we were like smuggling drugs or something. <laughs> oh, shit. Good times. Um, So... The Rock. Now, what character did The Rock play, or Dwayne Johnson? Oh, uh, I don't remember there being a human in there except for the little people on the street. That yeah. You, that you know, but he played a human. Oh, really? He wasn't one of the. No, he wasn't one of the characters, but he he was bust buddies with the the gorilla, and uh. Now, did the gorilla turn back into a human? It didn't turn into a human, but it it turned nice after they found the antidote. Oh, okay, so it didn't because remember, like you're you were the character. It was a, a gorilla, a dragon, I think, and it's been so many years. And then you would die, and when you died, you turned back to a human. So that's why I was just curious. Yeah, it wasn't so much like that. It wasn't, so it, it didn't really follow the game all the way. No, but it was funny. The, the battles were, and the buildings were, and the, the the things that I never realized what the creatures were after you know, until right. I watched the movie and they were after a sound that was attracting them to somewhere to destroy stuff. Really? Yeah. I never knew there was a basis to the game and an actual Oof. idea to the game. No, I thought it was just, just keep rampage. on destroying yeah. stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then once more food would get dropped down and then you'd get, you'd get nice or whatever, you know, or whatever. Um, since we're talking about movies, have you seen the, the trailer for Creed two? They're they're making Creed too. Oh, it's made. It's ready to go. No, I haven't. Oh, it looks good. It looks really. really it's um, you know Ivan Ivan uh, Drago. Right. He he's in it. You know Dol um, I just Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, I I just completely blinked on his name. Anyway, his son is Victor Drago, and he's a boxer, and he's supposed to be badass and he's uh challenged uh adonis creed apollo creed's son to a fight is rocky still in it yeah oh my god this is off the hook yeah so and it's and he's like you know what um there there's a a piece from it they're talking and rocky's like you know uh he broke things that still haven't been healed you know after all these years and and uh adonis creed is like i have no choice and he goes that's what your father said. And then he died in my arms. It was a really powerful scene. You, is there actually a trailer or what? Oh, yeah. There's a trailer. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's it's really good. Well, I'll have to check that trailer out. I don't know when it comes out, but that's something that I want to see. Oh, hell yeah. I think it's um, I think it's very admirable. Plus, I think it's very smart. Because it's still a Rocky story, technically. It still fits in with Rocky because there's, you know, still Rocky in it. But he's smart enough to know that he's getting too old to play those type of parts and he puts the spotlight on somebody else. Right. But it all still ties in perfectly. That's so bad. So. Yeah. So, uh, okay, we've got about 10 minutes left on this part. Uh, what do you, anything you want to talk about? Well, we should probably give our emails and stuff. In about five minutes, I will. All right. Yeah, I've got this thing down. All right. Um, let's see. 
Nothing, nothing other than your birthday. What do you want to do for your birthday? Or what do you have planned for your birthday? Anything? Nothing. No. No. Okay, so any any beautiful woman. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I did. That has uh, October 15th free and it is here in the high desert regional area. You can go ahead and contact us or, you know, specifically, you could probably contact Randy. Go ahead, give, give her give her your email address. Uh it's randyman2388 at gmail.com. Or or I'm on Facebook and Twitter. And don't forget Instagram. No, this is not rehearsed. It sounds rehearsed, doesn't it? <laughs> at uh Randolph Lofgren for Facebook. At Lofgren Randolph for Twitter and Randolph Lofgren for Instagram. Or if you're just the shy type, you could go and put, send us an email, send the show an email. Um, it's shooting underscore underscore straight at jayzomon, J-A-Y-Z-O-M-O-N.com. And if it's, uh, you know, I'll, I'll print it out. I'll give it to Randy and uh, huh. go from there. He needs some love. You can hear it in his voice. <laughs> Be the perfect birthday gift for him. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, he's, it's funny because he's six foot seven, 300 and something pounds, but he is so easily embarrassed. He, he's actually really shy, which makes it all the funner. Um, so, but seriously, you don't have anything planned. I mean, other than you know, you and I were going to go to. Well, that yeah, I, I, Debbie already took me to eat already and bought me a pair of shoes for my birthday. So that my mom's sending me some money because she told me it costs too much to send a package now with the mail. Mail's so like expensive to send stuff. Yeah. So it's better to just send someone money or a card with money on it. Right. So I was like, okay, I like money, you know. I don't know. Maybe something will come up. I looked, I looked online for concerts. I was thinking about maybe going to an old school '80s rock concert or something like that. Right. But but I can't find none. I went to Ticketmaster and, and all of them, and there's none that we would like because you would be the person that I'd ask to go with me. You know, and right, you, right. you appreciate the '80s. Oh heck yeah! yeah. In fact, that's I have uh, Sirius XM radio in the car, and that's predominantly if it's not set on alternative rock it's set on 80s music i put in a, a new app uh, on my iphone it's called screen time and i've been purposely trying to cut down my time because i just felt like i was spending way too much time on my phone anyway screen time tells me that i've cut my time by 30 percent on i'm playing on the phone and I'm actually uh, right now for the entire week, I've spent roughly about five hours and thirty-five minutes. Really? They have an app to tell you if you've been on the phone too much? Yeah, I just felt like I, I've been not being productive enough. I mean, yeah, you know, we we kind of talked about that at the beginning of the show about you know my health issues and not going into the gym and. And all that stuff. So I just was laying around playing on my phone and, and not really being productive. And that's just not copacetic. 
I, I'm not I'm not that type of person, and I don't want to turn into that type of person. Uh, so yeah, I got me got me a, a an app that says, yeah, good job, <laughs> good job, you boo, set boy, set. <laughs> um, so what kind of shoes did you get? I didn't know you got any shoes. You didn't? Yeah. Now the interesting thing is before you get into talking about the shoes is Randy wears a size what? Seventeen and a half. Yeah, yeah. So, so ever for as long as I can remember, his shoes have always been come super expensive. It's they've never been you know cheap. But anyway, what'd you get? I got the new Nike Air Flight. Really? Yeah. Wow, I'm impressed. Yeah. I've never owned a pair of Nikes. What's well, all that? It's they're either Vans. Uh-huh. Uh, I've I've had kicks before. Yeah. But it's either that or Nikes that make my shoes, and I can get them pretty reasonable. And she found it on sale, so oh yeah, she's the sale queen. She oh really yeah, is. boy. And so <laughs> I got them. I haven't worn them yet because they're white and black, and I'm mostly white. I probably won't wear them ever out in the yard. I'll wear my sandals to a car and right. then put my shoes on. <laughs> I knew a chick that was like that. I really did. Yeah, because I don't want them dirty. Yeah, I'd rather walk with them in my barefoot and then wipe off my dirt and put them on. You know, right? It's gonna take a little bit of time, but um, we got a little bit of time. Can I? I know this is by the time this comes out, it's it's going to um, it'll be past the date because it's actually tomorrow. But it, it this is the only show that I can think of that I can address this issue. All right. Um, because I wasn't podcasting for the last two two years of it. So right, right, right. um okay, so here comes my I might actually get emotional on this. Right. And it is that tomorrow is okay, where do I start? I'll follow my own advice. I'll start at the beginning, huh? Yeah. Um Randy set me up in nineteen ninety five on a blind date. <laughs> and we hit it off, and I ended up marrying this lady that I went on a blind date. A year later, we got married in 1996. We had three kids, and we were together for almost 21 years. Um, she she passed away um, October 8th, 2015. She had uh, bilateral PE in each lung. Plus, she had a deep vein thrombosis in her left leg, and it just all went to her heart one night um, while we were on vacation. And that was in October, October 8th, which will be the three-year anniversary tomorrow. And as much as I try to move on and try to keep my mind focused, she's always in the back of my head. And I miss her so much. And this is the only time and the opportunity that I can say that I love you and I miss you so much. And I won't let you down. You know, I I keep moving forward. And I love you. And I miss you, Lace. That was very sentimental. That was nice. That was good. That was perfect. I miss you too, Lace. 
and I want you to know I'm here with my with your husband, and I'm looking after him as much as she's looking after me. Okay, uh, that is probably the only time you're ever going to hear me get emotional. <laughs> um, it's just you know we were 17 when we got together, and she was 38 when she passed away. And we grew up together. We we had our highs, we had our lows, but we always got through it, you know. And um, we never we never saw life without each other. And to be forced to live life without each other is um, it's hard. And I I try to I try not to dwell because I've always been told don't dwell in the past. And look into the future. But, you know, when you have a gaping hole in your soul because of what was, you know, because they always say it was, it was just meant to be. It was meant to be. And just like a puzzle piece missing, that puzzle piece is missing. And you could probably find a generic piece to make it fit, but it would be a generic piece. It'll never be the real authentic thing. And she was the real authentic thing. And I love her, and I miss her. Okay, um, pull ourselves together here. I'm sorry, I didn't. No, don't be sorry. Remember, I told you, don't ever be sorry. I know. But... That's one thing you got to listen to this right now. When you say you're sorry, and it's not something that you should be sorry about, then that makes you a sorry person. And I don't think my brother is a sorry person. He's just legitimately sorry about what happened, you know. And he doesn't have nothing to be sorry for, you know. Well, Not to me or anything, you know. Well, no, I was apologizing because it is – it's your show, you know. No, I don't think of it that way. I don't think I could do this without you. I just – I just – Direct you. That's all I do. Whatever. It works, man. And everybody <laughs> tells me how we work good together. And if we weren't so much like brothers, it wouldn't be the right show, you know? That's it true. would be nothing. And I couldn't have done this without you. <laughs> I still can't do this without you. I don't know how to use none of this stuff. <laughs> I don't want to know how to do it. I just want to learn how to do it for my music. It's Yeah, you, you it's actually fairly simple. I mean, I, uh, well... I, I got this down to a point where voice check is like we do it two or three times and we're good to go. Yeah. So uh, go ahead, hit him with your saying, and then we'll wrap this bad uh, boy up. Remember when you're accomplishing anything in life, don't let nothing stop you from doing it. Just do it however you got to do it and how any way you want to do it. Just do it. And mine is Ducky Woo Woo for life. <laughs> all right for this episode of shooting street i am david k montoya i'm randolph Locker. we'll see you next week bye that was absolutely one of the best episodes i think that we've done and it's it's uh you know it was really really it, it just you know the church ducky woo woo and Whatever happens, happens, and there will always be a Church of Ducky Woo in my heart. So uh, I hope everybody enjoyed that. Uh, you know, just the the apology, you know, the sincere apology. Just at, at listening to it kind of gets me emotional. And and uh, you know, we we made a lot of progress back then. It was very cool. I loved the episode. 
Okay, kids, we, let's see, what are we going to do next? Let's go back to the digital picker and see what it says. Oh, okay. Another fairly new one. I wasn't expecting that either. Uh, this one is My Public Life as an American Nerd, Season 2, Episode 2, It's Iron Mike. Originally released August 30th, 2018, it says, This week Dave is joined with guest Iron Mike Lutz as they discuss the World of Myth magazine. Who is his favorite contributor? And then they dive into the, the a week full of geek news. You want to hear about writer-director Kevin Smith's re-entry into the comic world with the new R-rated miniseries. And where is the most recent info on Miss Marvel movie found? We'll find out. All right, gang. Uh, let's see. I, I don't really remember this. So let's find out. I am your host, David K. Montoya. All right, kids, I have a little treat for everybody this time around. I know this is technically the fourth episode of this uh, because I started back two years ago. I started the show and I did it solo and then I did last episode by myself. But this time around, I brought in a treat. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. And he's all the way up in the Great White North. We used to uh, have like a, a little pod rivalry uh, when I was running, <laughs> uh, seeing Red with uh, my sister Rebecca and her husband Aaron. And those were fun. We we really, we put a lot of thought into, you know, going back and forth with with those episodes. It was kind of a, a, a America versus Canada kind of thing yeah <laughs> but uh ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages uh let me introduce to you mr iron mike lutz <laughs> thank you very much dave how are you doing i'm good or, I, i'm sorry I, I need to give you the proper canadian greeting how's she going eh yes there you go <laughs> Uh, I tried to give you my my best Michael Buffer intro. Hailing from go. Ontario, Windsor, Canada. Well, you got those backwards. Oh, did I? Yep. Oh, I said Ontario, Ontario Win Windsor. Actually, it's Chatham, Ontario, isn't it? It is. I wasn't. I, like, I was being polite, like I'm supposed to be by Canadian law, and not correct the host. <laughs> So, like I said, our, our, our PM, Justin Trudeau, is very uh, a stickler with the rules of uh, politeness and uh, social justice and being nice to your fellow man. So, it's kind of like the opposite of what you guys got, but, you know, we can't do anything about that. Yeah, you know, we've been trying to fix that here for a while, too. <laughs> Same here. So, there's one thing I forgot to tell you. Uh oh. Um, it just occurred to me because I almost said something and I caught myself. Uh oh. This is a clean show. Oh, did I swear already? No, no, no. I, I was about to swear and I caught myself. Oh, okay. Like, sometimes I forget where I'm at and you said it just drops out like a comma when I'm not really uh, paying attention. So I will 
keep it clean. You should have seen me last episode because this is I'm calling this the second season. Okay. And so uh, last episode was season two, episode uh, one. Yeah. When I went through post and I was listening to the last show, I don't know how many times I had to cut out the F word. I'm like, <laughs> okay. And that's why I go through and I do edits because I know, for example, like when you, you, uh, ran the movie Madhouse that you would, you just put it up solid, wouldn't you? Raw. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a raw cut and it was, uh, when it was because I didn't know how to edit and for just, I'm being lazy and not learning how to edit. So we just said, ah, it's raw. Everybody's going to enjoy it. This is how it's going to happen. And it was just because I was too lazy to learn how to edit. (laughs) I was uh, showing Randy, um, for the people that don't know, Randy's my my brother. We do a, a show on Wednesdays called Shooting Straight. And we had done the first episode, and um, I was showing him kind of how I I do the editing. And he asked me, he's like, well, why are you cutting there? And I'm like, well, because it's this particular word. And he, he's like, you can look at the wave and tell what the word is. I'm like, yeah, kind of. You know, it, it kind of goes with it. Yeah. Well, you can tell, like – if you're if you're listening to the flow of the show, you can tell when when the f bomb gets dropped or something like that. Like if you pay attention to how you recorded it, and it's you can edit that stuff out. Like me, like again, listen, I'm lazy, and <laughs> I figure it's, it's we're we're all adults here, and everybody is. Uh, supposed to be an adult so but yeah that's my excuse and i'm sticking to it all right well the only reason and i'll be completely 100 percent truthful the only reason why i keep it clean is because of my son jay um he yeah. he doesn't listen to any of the other shows specifically because i curse so i know he's a, okay he's big into nerd culture as well and I keep it clean, so he'll at least listen to one of my shows. <laughs> okay, I will. I will be good. I promise. So, um, before we get into the nerd stuff, I wanted to, to talk a little bit about um, pretty much dragging you from one podcast to be my editor for the World of Myth magazine, and uh-huh. then. Drag you well. Not only am I drag, I didn't drag him away. He's still the editor at the World of Myth magazine, but now he's also a co-host for a podcast for the World of Myth yeah. magazine called Myth Bits. I had, World of Myth Bits. I had to make sure I said that, you know, pronunciate it nicely so it wouldn't come out wrong. It it is. Like my co-host Stephanie, the first time I played her the the intro that I had made, I had purposely used a, a poor quality mic because I wanted to make it a little ambiguous. And she texted me right away. She goes, "What did you just say at the end of that?" And I go, "Bits, B-I-T-S." She goes, "Are you sure?" I said, "I am one hundred percent positive." 
So it, it, it did what it was supposed to do. So it's kind of, kind of a, a thing to catch your attention. And also the reason I bring this up is because so far I've been putting uh, the Jizzle Modcast podcasts out in a variety of different channels. And so far, the only show that's been picked up by Google Play has been the World of Myth Bits. <laughs> wow. So I, 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 don't, I wonder if that has to do with like algorithms in my name in podcasts. Maybe. Maybe. I, I, have, I, am, I am by no means trying to toot my own horn. But with the with the movie Madhouse podcast, we did three almost four years. Like I said, it was three years before I stepped away to come work for you. And there, I think they just did episode two hundred and fifty three. Oh wow! So they're still rolling. So I'm just wondering if if you put those those word combinations into a computer something spits out yeah because it it grabbed right away and i'm still waiting on the other shows huh, that's weird so since this is the my my public life as an american nerd yes. I, I guess this episode will have to call it my public life as an american and canadian nerd north american yeah, oh there you go there you go. See? NAFTA. <laughs> but, um, now, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, we're, we're, we're mixing uh, uh, politics in with the, the nerdisms here. Well, it seems like that's been falling pretty much hand in hand lately. Sadly, yes. I, I, would, I would like to see a, uh, a clear lines of demarcation between the two. But I don't think that's ever going to happen. Well, um, I'll, I'll come back. Let me answer what I was going to say, and then I'll, I'll get back to okay. what I was going to talk about the magazine. Um, one of the things that I was saying last episode, and I know it's not public yet for consumption, but as we're recording this, but I, I was talking about that's kind of the – Secondhand effect that nerd becoming pop culture because yeah. it's in the public eye and every, it's cool to be a nerd now. So it's scrutinized under different um, perceptions, specifically one of being yeah. meshed in with politics. Yeah. Well, I, I feel because. Uh, now we're living in the communication age where communication between people is so easy. You're going to see those lines blurred even more where, where once um, our pop culture, we had to take it from the sources. Now we are the sources, right? We, everybody is now the source of pop culture. So when, when nerds and geeks, find podcasts, find e-magazines. They're going to put their air quote political spin on everything that they put out. So it's, I think 
like I, wanting lines of demarcation is something that'll never happen. Yeah. But it, it's like that genie's out of the bottle and there's no putting it back. Well, you got to take the good with the bad. It's an even balance. Yeah, that, that's, that's very true. Um, you, you do, but you, you can filter, personally filter out some of the stuff that you find. I, I personally filter a lot of, like, I don't pay attention to the news anymore because it is, it, it, it's the negativity in the news. Like the, if it bleeds, it leads mentality of news. Right. I don't want, I don't care about that anymore. So I find I, I'm consuming entertainment and pop culture um, in a filter that I put out. So I find stuff that I want to read, podcasts that I want to listen to, and I'm happier, I guess. I'm not as anxious because of what I'm consuming. Yeah, because it's nerd culture is supposed to be uplifting. You know, it's, it's supposed to be happy and, and it's not supposed to be, unless you're like, you know, heavily in the Batman or something, you know, heavily dark and brooding. But, you know, as a general, it, it's supposed to be pleasing. It, it's, it's supposed to be entertainment. Yes. Right? Yes. It's like the uh, I was listening to a podcast. I, can't, oh, I wish I could remember the name of it. They're talking about um, tragedy and comedy more. Like I said, when you look at William Shakespeare's plays, he had more tragedies than he did common comedies. But a lot of that has to do with the the general mass of people, how they uh, are feeling and how they perceive things. So if they're in a negative mindset, they're going to lean more towards the tragedy tragedies and demand more of that. Um, that's funny you say that because I actually said it on a podcast not too long ago was that Plato said the best stories ever told are tragedies. And, and I actually used Shakespeare as an example. You know, Shakespeare is considered one of the best storytellers in our, our life, or not our life, but in our history. And yeah. if you look at his stuff as a whole, the majority of it is tragedies. I mean, there's a few yeah. comedies, but, you know, 80, 90% of it is tragedies. So I totally get it. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of that has to do because uh, comedy is so subjective, but tragedy is a, a, a pretty blanket thing. Yes, everybody can. What, what you that what you find funny, I might not find funny, but a bus accident is a bus accident, right? So, so <clears throat> jumping back, not that, not that I'm trying to drag the show down. Oh no, not at all, not at all. I was going to say, jumping back to the world of myth and being an editor, um, I technically, you know, writing, editing, that falls under nerd culture, so it, it fits. Yeah. Uh, I, I was just curious. I wanted to get your input 
you know, because you're you're approaching your your first year as an editor, and I just kind of wanted to get your input on that. This year, this 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 adventure that I, I was dragged kicking and screaming into the world of myth has been the most fun that I've had in a long time. Um, being at the pointy end of the spear with of the stuff that comes in, I get to look at all the, these these vastly creative creators, these artists, and I get to enjoy it first, and then I get to live in their world a little bit, and then put it out into into the world, and hopefully everybody that. Uh, will take a look at it and enjoy it the way I do. And so there was, I did have to take July off. I was getting a little burnout, but I said, I was chomping at the bit to come back after like about halfway through my vacation. I was like, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm refreshing, ready to go. Give me, give me some more. And then yesterday you introduced me to an author who just dropped the, 37,000 word manuscript into my lap. So <laughs> I'm just going like, Oh, be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. So <laughs> I'm go ahead. I, at least I, I, I've never edited anything. I think the original conversation me and you had, um, was like, Hey Mike, I'm doing this. Do you want to be an editor? I went, sure. And then I had like zero idea of what to do and how to do it. And then I, I'm like, I was talking to my one buddy. I go, I just said yes to this thing and I have no idea what to do. <laughs> and he looked at me like dead in the eye and he goes, fake it till you make it. And I went, yeah, that's exactly what I have to do. You so, did a good job, too. <laughs> well, so, yeah, it, it's just, I, I just keep keep coming in and said, hopefully, I'm doing a, a good job. Make Try and make these stories put up. The stories that I get are finished. They're polished stories. All I have to do is put that last little sheen on them before they go out to the magazine yes i i don't have to do a whole lot which is awesome because again i go back to my editing story i'm lazy so i get these things they're awesome they're 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 pearls they're diamonds and i just buff them up a little bit and out they go and that's awesome do you have a favorite author i've been meaning to ask you this forever but yeah Oh, um, like in the world of myth or yes. it yeah. just in general? It, oh, oh, Walter Esselman is like, I'm really impressed with his work because it's something different every time I open up that email. Yeah. Um, I, I love, I, I, I don't know what to expect and I love that. Um, you're making me pick my favorite kid. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. 
Stephanie's going to kill me if I don't mention her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stephanie yeah. Barty is my favorite author ever. She's the creation <laughs> of the printed word. Uh, good call. Good call. Ah. Uh, I know what I'm doing. This ain't my first rodeo. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, seriously, like, every, everything that has crossed my path from the the goriest horror stories to the sappiest of love poems that we get, I, I love all of them. It, it, like the people that send their stuff to us, they put all their energy into making these work. And I, I have to make sure I do them right to make sure the work they did is put in the best light possible. Yes. You know, it's funny how you say that, um, you know, I'm asking you to pick your, your best, your favorite kid. And throughout the years, because the world of myths started in 2004. So it's going on, what, 15 years. Yep. Um, and I've always said, you know, someone who is approaching, neither it be the dark myth or Jaisalmon or, or the world of myth, the magazine itself, I, I always tell them, I, well, tell them, welcome to the family. And yeah. it, it, it's kind of like, uh, that's, it's interesting because you see the same perspective as I do. It's, it's like a big family. It really is. Well, how many times have, you and I have talked on, on Facebook for going, okay, who do you want to be the member of the month? And I, I, I like 80% of the time you and I picked the same story. Yeah. And it's, you mean featured featured story. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we just like, we know quality when it, when it shows up and, it, again, it's like of all the stories, we get like five to seven stories of an issue. They're all really good. Now you got to try and pick the best. That's like that's the hardest part of that. It's yeah. You always it, have to grab whatever grabs you the most. Yeah, it, it, it's a good kind of pain kind of thing. So. Oh, and that reminds me. Speaking of pain, um, you know the only difference between a managing editor and an editor-in-chief is? I'm assuming two words versus one word? <laughs> uh, no, actually, if if uh, you were an editor-in-chief, you'd be responsible for wrangling, too. <laughs> okay. That's the only That's difference. Yeah, okay. That's a story that probably should be told too. Because every time I tell um, a personal friend that story, they go, seriously? So, <laughs> all right. This is a story from my perspective. So Dave gets a hold of me to, to, he wants to relaunch the magazine. He goes, Hey, Mike, I want you to be the editor in chief. I know just enough to know that's an important job. And I go, I don't think I'm that. I can't be that. 
that that's a that's too big of a position for me. I've never done anything like that before. I go at first. I said yes because you always say yes to a position somebody's offered you. And then I went back and said, Dave, I don't know if I'm going to be I'm the right guy for that. I it just seems like too much for me for my lack of ability. He goes, fine. How about managing editor? I went, that sounds great. <laughs> and it, it, in, again, it was just like when I told that story to Stephanie, she laughed at me. She goes, you realize you're an idiot, right? I went, yes, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's um, actually how it came about is – or, or would it be more proper if I said how it came about? <laughs> nice. Is um, when Terry DeShear, now I don't know if I've mentioned, because we, we are getting a brand new bunch of listeners. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead and make it really fast. Terry DeShear was my writing mentor who I ended up hiring. He was the very first editor-in-chief of the World of Myth. And then as we branched out as Dark Myth Production Studios, he literally took over as editor-in-chief of the company. So he got cancer some way in, and he was sick, and he couldn't run everything, but I wanted him to be the editor-in-chief. So I had to do some research, and I found that if you hire managing editors – they do 90% of the work of, as an editor-in-chief, but the editor-in-chief still has that main control and a little bit of extra um, you know, duty that he has to do. So that's, that's where the whole thing came from was I hired extra people as managing editors to take the burden off of Terry because he had cancer. And I was actually going to do it again is I was just going to have each subsidiary – have its own individual editor in chief, but okay. that's and that's just kind of how it worked. And I, I I watched you. I know you. I've known you for quite a few years now. I know okay. that you, even though you're you're very humble, you're a natural leader, and I I knew that you would do very well in that position as editor in chief. So I'll I'll get you in there eventually. Give me another year. <laughs> but thank you. I I appreciate the the uh the confidence that you've uh placed in me well and i'm always i always you know give credit where credit's due and i'm sure that you are seeing the boom that's happening right now from oh, yeah. from uh you know when we first well shoot when i was like last year is when we started talking about you know relaunching the world of myth and then it took Gosh, I don't know how many months it took to actually rebuild the website. But do you have just a vast library of stuff from your, your past history with, like, I think, what did you say, 700 and something odd pages of podcasts and uh -huh. material just accrued from your, your, your history? And I'm just like, that is a massive depth for for us, somebody to be sitting on. And when you talked about relaunching the magazine, uh, I was like, just 
is going to be interesting to watch because I wanted to, I, I know a little bit of it, your history from the news articles that have been out in our conversations. And I, I could tell you were starting to gain momentum with relaunches when, when the magazine relaunched, I went, this is the first step on a long, tall ladder. And I think the success of the magazine that we've had right now is pushing us up farther up the ladder. And with the relaunch of the podcast network, I think we're already like, this isn't the second rung step. We're already halfway up the ladder. This is another huge step with uh, MythWorks and the world of myth and everything else. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I don't know if, if Stephanie shared that with you, but I actually took a screenshot of this book that I have. And it's, I literally, I'm, I'm very type A. I'm a, I'm a list maker. And I have a list of things that have to happen. And the very first thing that happened is the launch, relaunch of the world of myth. And it's, mm-hmm. it's funny you say halfway down because it's, it's, um, the last thing that happens, and because I, I and I did, I admit, I kind of stole it from Marvel, was the phase one, phase two thing. But the end of phase one is the relaunch of Herodica, which we're gearing up to do. Yep. And then the beginning of phase two is, um, oh, sorry, I just got a notification. I, it was one of those just caught my eye on the phone. I'm sorry. It says back to it says back to school night. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Zoe didn't tell me it was back to school night. Okay. Well, oh, okay. So, but um, I'm sorry. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so Jayza Modcast, the relaunch of Jayza Modcast is the beginning of phase two, and we still have. A lot more phases to go. We're going to start publishing again as far as actual books. And, you know, we we held esteem uh, about a decade ago uh, as far as an independent company. And as a whole, and, and that's you, me, Stephanie, the, every member of the world of myth, everybody that's working on the outside, you know, that that's an esteem that I want all of us to return to. Absolutely. So. Like you're is that when when the bubble burst in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, it was the air was let out of every like the planet. And everything collapsed in. But now it's a the rebuilding is done. Now is time for like, the going all geek here. The Phoenix to rise out of the ashes. Yes. So it's it's time, and I'm I'm I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to riding the crest of this wave and seeing where it goes. And I know Stephanie is she like. It, it, there was a funny exchange between her and I this morning because she was talking to one of the authors we're going to be 
interviewing on uh, the World of Misfits podcast, and she goes, "I was talking talking to the author. Uh, I don't. I, I'm 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 sorry if I'm stepping on any of your toes, Mike. I went. What are you talking about? She goes, "Well, it's like when when I get excited about something, I just charge ahead. I go, well, charge ahead. You don't have to worry about your your." This is what I want you to do. I want you to get excited about this because the more excited you get, the deeper you get and the harder you push everything forward. And she's not used to doing stuff like this. Like, okay, this is all new to her. And she's like looking at this with new eyes. She's like, I can do this. I said, yes, you can do that. And I want you to do that. That's exciting. That is, that's exciting. Yeah. So, like, when when she goes, can we try this? I went, absolutely. We're going to try this on the next show. She goes, what? <laughs> that kind of thing. So, yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it's going to happen. And if you come to me with an idea, we're going to try it. And it may work or it may not work. And if it doesn't work, we'll tweak it so it does work. Yes. Absolutely. So, like and if you the way you're talking about stealing stealing the idea from Marvel, that's not a bad place to steal ideas from. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> because they make what a couple billion dollars per movie. Oh yeah, easily. So if if you're gonna cherry pick ideas, the house of ideas is the best place to do that. Yeah, I like the way that I don't know. For me, it just it made sense because, and I know it's just the cinematic universe. How they're like, okay, well, this is how we're going to start. This is where we want to go by the end of this, you know, phase one. And these are the steps that have to be taken in order to achieve, you know, the the completion of phase one. And I just took it and applied it to business sense. This is how I want to start, and this is where I want to end at before I move on to a bigger project. And these are the steps that have to be done in between. Oh, like, absolutely. Like, having a plan is way better than not having a plan. So, I, 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 have, a, I have a saying that I stole from Stephen Regal, the wrestler. It's called the seven P's. Proper previous planning prevents piss poor performance. That is so true. So, if you get your ducks in a row before you need them to be in a row, you're so much farther ahead. And so if, that. Oh, go ahead. No, I was like, I'm not the best planner. I'm more of a doer than a planner, and I think. That's where you and I, our relationship works out, kind of balances out really well, because you have you have you have the main idea where everything wants to go, and you you sprinkle out I like you, you throw some breadcrumbs out, and I run over and I get it done, <laughs> and I, I'm always moving forward to the next breadcrumb. And I don't know the plan, but I I make the plan happen somehow, some way. 
That's you do. You do. Absolutely. I was just I actually I had the book set in here and then we'll get into some nerdy stuff. Um, yeah. I was just I pulled it up and um, phase one is the beginning and before anything, the very first step, it said, create attention. And yeah. thinking back on it, that's that's what happened, created attention, just kind of. Oh, I'm I'm rebuilding the you know the website. Nothing you know, just kind of nonchalantly. Nothing really. And then it says, "Restart the world of Myth Magazine." And then in uh, points, it says, "Find writers, find artists." And then big bold letters, "Find editor." <laughs> 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 it worked. <laughs> it did. Find, so, like, go ahead. Go, go ahead, sir. I was going to say find and bring back new and old followers. Yeah. Develop relationship with followers. And then in yeah. big bold letters, it says keep the world of myth free. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's huge. So, so as we sit here, and you're like, okay, now, now you're like, okay, that's that's all been achieved, and that's why we're moving yep. into phase two. Yeah, I, like I said, we've, uh, I think we've come pretty far, pretty fast, and I don't see. A very, we don't have a shaky foundation to this at all. We like we're we're on bedrock and we're pushing hard off of bedrock. Yes. And but phase two is this is I, I, I sat and I thought about it. I went okay, editing the magazine, working on Herotica. Oh. The Jason Podcast Network show backs up. Um, all right. Hey, Dave, I want to do a show. Or basic, well, you you dangled that carrot a long time ago about the podcast. <laughs> yes. And I, I almost bit at it a while ago about having a podcaster do the interviews with the, the members of the month from the magazine. And I just like, mm. I, I was still kind of not in podcast mode after leaving the movie Madhouse. But when I started, I started to get back into podcasts listening just, just as a fan, I thought I have a voice. I want my voice to get out there. So I dragged Stephanie in. And she has, she, again, like, we, we made this decision about, uh, Stephanie and I to do this podcast without her prior knowledge <laughs> or consent. So I think we had this discussion at night while she was sleeping one time, one, one night. She woke up the next morning and the first message that I sent her was, Hey, how's it going, podcast buddy? And she's like, what? And what's a podcast? It was 
It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, but you know, the funny thing is, is she has a natural voice for it. She has a she natural does. flow. Yes. Yeah. Like she's, she's, she's a big personality, which will fill this podcast role perfectly. She, I just, I just, I, once I get, once I get her past her initial trepidation of doing something, it's like, I can't stop her from doing it better than she knows how. Right. Like she, like, she just, she goes and she masters it. She wants to be the best. She doesn't know how she's going to get there. She just knows she wants to be the best. So I'm there to support her as she runs forward. She's a hell of a worker. Very good. Oh, yeah. And I'm very oh, glad yeah. that you brought her into the mix. I really am. Yeah, when, when we started to, talking about the magazine, you were talking about um, looking for writers. I had known Stephanie for ages, and then we just kind of drifted apart. We didn't see each other. We, we would see each other socially every few, every once in a while throughout the year. And then we just kind of drifted apart. And then Facebook kind of showed back up and we started, I started talking and she was, she sent me a link to her, um, her Facebook group about poetry. And that stuck in the back of my head. And when you said you're looking for writers, I got a hold of Stephanie. I go, do you have any stories? And she goes, boy, do I. And it was off to the races. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, she's turned into a prolific contributor to the magazine because she's she like, she, she look at me. She goes, okay, I have to do a poem per month, a story per month. She has work on her novel that she's working on. Yes. And then she has two more novels that she's in the development stages of right now. And now I'm stacking podcast work on top of her. <laughs> so I, she's a machine. Uh, yeah. I, I'm just like, wow. And she does a hell of a job with each thing individually. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, one of the things that I've, I've tried to incorporate is um, as, as a contributor, not, not just a contributor, but just as a whole, you know, if working, Kevin Smith said that there's three things to human need and I'm going to, I'm going to, give you the clean version i'm i'm pretty sure you already know what it is i know exactly what you're talking about and that's friends finding a mate and to be heard see how i clean that up yeah very well very well done <laughs> and um i actually attempt to try to meet those three meet three needs with each person that i do business with yeah and while you give, you know, obviously you do, you're doing work, but you walk away with a sense of having needs met. And that's specifically why. Yeah. Is because it doesn't matter what platform you're on, 
you're going to make friends. Like I said already, we're, we're like a big family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't help you with the mate part, but, you know, <laughs> you're, you're feeling loved. We're, we give you love, you know. And to be heard, you definitely I, – I, that's what this is all about is being heard. Yeah. I was – go ahead. No, I, I was going to – I'm agreeing with you with uh, – the Kevin, the Kevin Smith uh, method, I guess, would be the way to describe it. Um, when he talked about the democratization of movies and everything, like everybody can do this, and everybody, like specifically Steph, she she goes, I who am I? I go, I go, who aren't you? And I go, you're an author. You have all this experience and we should be talking about this stuff. There's an audience for everything and everybody has a story to tell. Yes. And when you sit down and you talk with your friends, like Smith does, you get amazing stories. And so talking with um, Jason Bashart from the movie Madhouse, he's agreed to pick up a podcast on the network. I'm excited so about that, by the way. I'm... I am too. And he's supposed to be coming over to my house on Friday, and we're going to be doing uh, doing a whole bunch of stuff for the recording of that show. I don't know if you want to announce it, so I'm not going to say anything other than Jason Bashart is going to be on the Jairz Oman Podcast Network. Yes. Actually, what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to leave this Friday because it, it will be a Friday show, obviously. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the content, like you said, there's 700 and something podcasts setting in our um, our SoundCloud. That, that's a lot of time. <laughs> A lot of stuff to go through, but um, I'm going to leave this Friday open. So there's not going to be no podcast. Well, no, excuse me. It actually, you know what? We can announce it because it'll, when this comes out, this will come out Thursday. So tomorrow, when this comes out, the following day, Jason will be coming out with Flashback Fridays. I forgot. I record a week ahead. So, yes, tomorrow, technically, tomorrow, technically, yes. <laughs> the Flashback have, Fridays have, are coming out. Yeah. Um, we, like, Jason and I are going to sit down and we're going to sort out how we're going to do this thing. But I know uh, Rob, Bellamy, Rob, sorry, Rob Bellamy and I did Flashback Fridays for you a couple years back. And... I think the formula that we use worked very well for the network. Absolutely. And it was hysterical. Well, <laughs> it, it was a blast doing them. And I, the whole idea was to try to make, for me, was to try and break Rob. And I think he was trying to break me. And the whole, our, our goal was to break you in the process. <laughs> you did. So, <laughs> Uh, yeah, because so I think 
Go ahead. No, I said I, I think Jason. Jason loves podcasting. Loves podcasting. And when when you asked me to look, he was the first and only person I asked. And and he 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 kind of kind of hesitated first, and then he goes, "I am all in." So that is awesome. Yeah. Okay, since we were the last person we talked about was Kevin Smith, I'm going to hit you with something. Okay. Did you know that Kevin Smith is coming out with a new comic book? Uh, I think I did see something about that on his Instagram. Uh, I think it's Hit Girl in Hollywood? Yes. Yes, that is a fantastic idea. Um, I, I can look up, and I actually I'm looking at the three graphic novels: Kickass, One, Two, and Three. Yes. Um, and I, I enjoyed Kickass. Great work. I like Mark yes. Millar's work. Um, and I'm looking at it's. Uh, let me give credit where credit's due. It's uh, Deadline.com, and it is Hit Girl. Mark Millar unveils first look at Kevin Smith's Hollywood predator hunting heroine, and I'm in. I mean, that's all I need to read. I, I really didn't need to go in and, and read the, you know, the rest of the. No, no, that 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 headline grabbed me too, and that's like, I I was kind of, I was wondering if Kevin could do that kind of work. Then I recalled Red State. Yes, and I went, he can do that work in spades, and. That that subject matter will hit close to home for him because of his daughter. So he's going to write some heinous stuff that Hit Girl is going to do to some of these predators pulling from his personal relationships. What do you think? Okay, because it's Hollywood Predator. When I read Hollywood Predator, and I think Kevin Smith, the first person I think of is Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein. I'm thinking I, I was uh, Kevin Spacey myself. Mm, yeah. But Weinstein's a good one. And he's already – Smith's already been on record about how negative he feels, like how bad he feels about what Weinstein did. So that's why I was wondering if if that is going to be like the the grounds for the the mold or the model he uses for the this story's antagonist. Oh, probably. Like, there's there's so many so many terrible stories coming out of these of predators and casting couch ideas. Like. Like you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a, a bad story coming out of Hollywood. That's true. That's very true. Um, I'm scrolling down this page as you're speaking, and it, there's actually an Instagram uh, post uh, from Kevin Smith, and it says, "Just finished my final Hit Girl comic book script for the four issue miniseries I'm doing with Mark Millar. Had a blast writing it after." Jeff Emir, I believe is the name. Uh, story set in Canada. 
Um, I had to take. <laughs> there was one where she she was in Canada. I I have, must have missed that one. Huh. Um, it says I get to take Hit Girl to Tinseltown in the story I'm calling Hit Girl: Golden Rage of Hollywood. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Okay. Gonna make a special stop to the uh, to Game Master Emporium to get the pull list updated. And <laughs> um, you know, and it's it's some things. I, it makes me, you know, how do I say this subjectively? Um, hmm. I I follow a whole bunch of different comic book related uh, pages on like Facebook. And it, it's interesting because it depends on what brand puts out the story. Will it be a positive or negative, you know, inflection? And like, for example, I'm not naming no names because we don't need a lawsuit. No, no. Um, but we ain't going to get nothing anyways. But that's yeah, true. My LL, my LLC covers my butt. <laughs> Um, which I'll have to talk to you about uh, a merger coming up very soon. I'm pretty sure you probably already started noticing it happening. Yeah. Um. Anyway, one the okay. Let's see. Where do I start? Ah, got it. There's an edit. Yep. It'll be boop. Yep. Um. Okay. The the topic is. Mark Hamill praises Last Jedi's Kelly Marie Tran for taking on harassment. Now, one – I literally had two pages. One was from one company. Another one was from another company. Yeah. And it was the exact same thing, but one portrayed it as her being a victim and the other one as her – kind of stepping up like and obviously the way i said taking on harassment i went with the more positive white one yep. and that is kind of how it's littered with the world of of comic books not even comic books but just nerdism um i, I was gonna say nerdist but i don't know if, i think i tried but well yeah yeah <laughs> nerdhood yeah, there you go. I like that. Good. Okay. <laughs> so when I I've decided that moving forward, that if I'm going to read something, I'm going to try to pick it, pick the the positive light one. And uh, let's see. We'll move down to Mark Hamill's tweet. It says, "I've said it before. I'll say it again. What's not to love? I love you, Lon." Are alone. Uh, we don't deserve you, and you are just getting started. And that's in reference to uh, Kelly Marie Tran. And I guess they, there's people. How do I say this? Just stop hating, okay? It's it's okay to disagree with something, but these people are hired actors. It's they're just doing their job. Yeah, yeah. That. Trying, trying to get people to stop hating, <laughs> or just—you may as well try and stop the world from spinning. Because a lot of people, they live in the negativity, and they can't 
help themselves. They, they, their lives are so terrible. They have to drag other people down to their level. Yes. And I, I liken it to the crab in a bucket, like the crabs in the bucket. When you have a, a, a bunch of crabs in a bucket, uh, one crab will inevitably try and get out of the, the bucket. All the other crabs will drag that crab back down with them. That's very that's, true. That's the, the where, where things are right now, as far as I can see. And that, that kind of thing forced me to get, stay away from reading the news because I don't know. Um, it, it, it all depends on the editor and their political spin on things. Right. And I, I personally can make my own choices. I don't need somebody to tell me how to think. And I encourage other people to do the exact same thing. Think for yourself. Don't listen to what, like, supposed your air quotes betters are telling you to think. Right. Think for yourself. Like, if you if you want to read that news, read multiple sources and then suss out what you feel to be true and what is false. Absolutely. Well. Like, Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No. Well, no, I was just going to say is is we actually had the discussion the night that I came home from the last Jedi, and you've you've you know my stance on it. You know my yes. feelings on it. You know, and and I I will say that yeah, the her character was created to pander the Korean market or the not the Korean market. I'm sorry, the the Chinese market. Because that's where the money in, and cinema is happening. But in no way am I saying that makes her a bad actress or she did a bad job because I thought she did a great job. And qu quite frankly, if I were in her situation, I'd jump all over that, you know. Well, nobody in their right mind would turn down – the type of prestige and money you're going to get from being in a Star Wars movie. Right. So when somebody says, we have this role for you, you're going to say, yes. <laughs> and then it, it, it's a role. It's not real. Like, I love Star Wars. I'm I, – <sighs> I, I'm, I'm going to get political here. Go ahead. I don't. I don't like the way the new Star Wars is being handled. I. It's just. I'm. I'm old, and I've seen the original trilogy <laughs> so many times. And I like that. That to me, the original trilogy, four, five, and six, is Star Wars. Yes. To me. Now, I've even gone so far as to add Rogue One into that mix now. Because it fits nicely, yes. Because because it dovetails nicely into that story. And other than that, like, when they killed Han, in the, <laughs> I just, like, I, I, I understand. Like, Harrison Ford is probably very tired of Han Solo's stuff. But 
I wanted a more epic death for Han Solo. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But it, like that's the new the new storytelling. I'm I'm jaded. I I I look at these ones through the filter of the original trilogy and then I like does it fit in this storyline? Nope. These aren't for me then. I'm I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the final, you know, with the characters that we know, you know, from the original uh, trilogy, I'm hoping that this last one is, is on point. Nah, it's going to be a bloodbath. Chewbacca parts everywhere. <laughs> Lando parts everywhere. It's just going to... I was going to say, that wouldn't be bad. To me, yeah. <laughs> well, I just... Total speculation on my part. I'm sure people are just freaking out about listening to this right now, but I, I have no clue, and I might like. I watch Star Wars all the time. I think I've seen. Well, what was the second second newest one? Um, the Last Jedi. Last yeah. Jedi. Uh huh. Yeah, I've seen it once, and after I watched it, I went. I think I'm good. I don't. I don't want to watch it again. Yeah, I bought it for the sake of being. You know, I, I have a, a habit of being a collector. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm a completist too. I look at my my shelf over here. I have the prequels one, two, and three right beside the four, five, and six, and. I, I don't break those out as much as I do the originals. An old part such as myself said gets kind of stuck in his ways about what I like and what I don't like. And like new Hollywood stuff, I don't watch movies a whole lot anymore. It's just, I don't, I'm old. What can I say? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to hit you with one more uh, thing before we call it. Okay. We're, yeah, we're a little over an hour. We're okay. Um, and We know a guy who runs the network. so Yeah, we're good. Um, so there hasn't been anything really talked about with the new Captain Marvel movie. No. Interesting enough, for some reason... Marvel decided that they're going to issue their first bit of information about the movie to a lesser known publication. And the interesting thing is, is that while the English reading populace is the highest demographic of their income, mm -hmm. they released the information to Mundo da Superheroes which is a Spanish-language comic book magazine. Um, essentially, they're like the wizard, the Spanish wizard of today. That's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it plays out for them. And um, that is The World of Superheroes, English translated. And uh, it's Thanos se papero ve mi e cata Marvel, which means watch out, Thanos, Captain. Here comes Captain Marvel. And um, so he he goes. I think it's a he. Yeah, it's written by a he. Um, 
goes through and, and talks about the pretty much how Captain Marvel the movie is setting up for the big um, spoilers. <laughs> She's she's the one who's going to. Do you even want to know this or no? Oh yeah, oh. I, I, I'm fine with spoilers. Okay. Um, she's the one who's going to pretty much kick Thanos his butt in the yeah. the next Avengers. And it's, well, they, uh, that that was not uh, a well kept secret. They've already talked about how how powerful Captain Marvel is. Like she's supposed to be on par with Thor power wise. So when that was at the uh, mid credit scene, when Fury at infinity war, he, he makes that nine one one call. Uh-huh. It's, it's the captain Marvel. So we know she's coming. We, they, they told us outright that she's a badass. That doesn't count as a swear. And she, that's the whole idea is to get her over as the new, the new superhero. She's, she's Marvel's wonder woman. Yes. It might take of it. Yes. Know. One of these days, the three, uh, I say three of us, because I'll have to bring Randy in, um, uh, whether it be this show or shooting straight. Randy has put so much time. Um, and when you hear his next show, he actually kind of briefly mentions it. He's put so much time, effort, energy, and passion into like breaking down the the mythos of what is to come. And he's just like a walking encyclopedia. And he's like, he wants to tell me something. I'm like, I want to go in cold. I don't want to know. Just you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I I I've read the comic books, and he said I, I'm familiar with Captain Marvel and. What they do with her in the movie won't surprise me at all because they they've said it without saying it. She is she is the linchpin for the next phase of of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, they they, they they've all but said it. So, um, I'm I'm just sitting back and enjoy the ride. Oh yeah, like I'm not gonna color. I'm I'm gonna go see it. I will see it because I enjoyed the hell out of Infinity War. It it scratched the itch that I've been having for a, a good Marvel movie. I hated Thor Ragnarok, but it was too funny. But, but yeah, it was it wasn't supposed to be funny. I read the books. If you read the books, it's a horrifying thing that happened to Thor. And, and Hulk and to make it a, a buddy comedy just didn't work for me and when I'm sitting in the movie theater watching Ragnarok my wife is sitting beside me and I'm just like she, she looks over at me and she goes you don't like this I hate this movie and I'm halfway through it so uh, Black Panther Cleanse my palate. Yes. And then Infinity War did everything that I wanted it to do. And then when they're giving me a second part, oh, I get more of this? Awesome. Give me more. 
have you seen Ant-Man and Wasp yet? I did. I did. I enjoyed that one. That was a fun movie. That was supposed to be a comedy, and it worked. Yes, it, that, that's why I brought it up, is because it was supposed to be funny, and yeah. it, it fit. It meshed well with everything. Yeah, well, it's, the characters of Ant-Man and Wasp don't have the the gravitas of Hulk and Thor. Right. Like, like in the comic books, there's there's a comic book called The Irredeemable Ant-Man. That should tell you about the dude right off the bat, just <laughs> sitting at the masthead. Right. So, it, it, you don't expect super serious out of Ant-Man, but, like, with Thor and, like, World War Hulk and stuff like that, that is a major, major storyline that should be treated seriously. Yes. I, I get that it's entertainment. I resolved myself to the fact that what Marvel has, what the, the MCU does is completely different than the comics. I, I'm, I'm okay with that. But when you veer so far afield, that they did with Ragnarok is just like, what are you doing? Right. And, yeah. I remember you, but, you had asked me, you know, because I always post stuff on my Instagram about going to the movies and you're like, well, what do you think about Ragnarok? And I, I told you, I said the, the producers of Ghostbusters convinced Chris Helmsworth that he was funny. Yeah. Yeah. He's not, he's not, <laughs> <laughs> but it, I, I I fully expect the the second Infinity War to like spoilers when you when you wipe out every Asgardian within the first two minutes of the movie starting yeah that sets a pace and tone for the movie and it didn't stop and I'm just itching itching to see what they give us because. You can look at the way things work out. Like you can, you can, you can suss it out yourself. All the original Avengers are still alive. Yes. So, so somewhere along the line, they're going to sacrifice themselves to bring back all the all the new characters that we know and love that got killed by Thanos at the end of Infinity War. And that's a given. And that almost. Almost sounds like the plot given for Heroes Reborn back in the 90s. Exactly. Exactly. So we're old enough to know this stuff. <laughs> and they they can go back and they can grab all that cool old storyline stuff. And they'll say, nobody's going to know about this stuff. <laughs> you are so smart. And this old part go, wait a minute. <laughs> You're doing it wrong. And they're like, shut up, old people. We are, it's not for you anymore. And they shove us out of the way, bring in the kids. Here, kids, buy this Thor doll. So, <laughs> Well, actually, and I was telling Randy when I seen it the first time, uh, it was the kids and Randy and I. And I'm like, you know what they did, right? And he's like, what? I said, they, com they combined the Onslaught story. With Infinity Gauntlet, they combine yeah. those two stories. Yeah. Yeah. Even like they they can't outright say onslaught, 
Yes. Fox will sue the living crap out of him. Yes. <laughs> but, like, again, old people know stuff. And we can, like, we'll, we'll watch these things. We'll get the hints and we'll go, hey, wait a minute. Yes. But, but it worked. It was exactly what I wanted it to be. And now, when you have Miss Marvel, like, lurking just off camera and you know like okay we saw what thanos did to everybody and fury knew what thanos did to everybody and he's calling her for help that's calling in the nuclear option right there yeah so i'm i'm stoked to see where they take it and they said free larson free larson yes uh She's a perfect pull to play Captain Marvel. So I, I'm looking forward to where they take that storyline. Yeah, so am I. Um, okay, I just realized what time it is. Uh, I got to go. Today's Wednesday, so the kids are half day. Oh, so lucky gotta, kids. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I could tell you that, that's that's more politics. But thank <laughs> you for uh, literally, kids. I, I – text mike and i was like hey i'm gonna do my recording i think you want a podcast and he's like yep and i was like cool so <laughs> it, literally it was a moment's notice so thank you it was it was and it was some terrible technical difficulties even before we got this started there was sparks flying and like emp pulses knocking out everything it was terrible but but we come through for the the fans. Yes. I was going to say, and I still don't know what exactly happened. <laughs> <laughs> there, like, probably a squirrel got in and chewed through some wires or something like that. Get, get the dogs looking for some squirrels in your house. It happens in Canada all the time. Squirrels blowing up transformers and stuff like that. So, Well, I live in the desert, so I'd be field mice. That could be it, too. But, uh, yeah. But seriously, thank you so much for coming in on the moment's notice. I just I didn't feel like going through this and, and talking by myself. And plus I've been wanting to, to podcast with you. And yes. this was the, the opportunity and the channel to do it through. Um, talking a little bit about, you know, Dark Myth in the past and everything that's happened and uh, I I can tell you next week, kids, we have another special guest lined up and i i i didn't think well i've been trying to get him back to be editor-in-chief because after we finish the phase of jazel modcast then we go into dark myth comics and he was perhaps one of the best heads behind dark myth comics he he was uh he was so good that when I had to take a break, he took over. And um, so next week, Mario Martinez is going to be our guest. Nice. And, and I haven't talked to Mario face to face in a long, long time. So awesome. So you didn't even tease that. You just put right out on Front Street. Oh yeah, I'm a giver. <laughs> awesome. All right, Dave, thank you very much for having me on. Um, it was a pleasure. 
this conversation has been a long time coming. Yes. I'm glad we could do it in this forum. Um, thank you for bringing me into the world of myth, kicking and screaming and with a net and everything else. <laughs> and, uh, I, I'm sure oh, what's that? I'm supposed to be podcasting with Steph later tonight. And we're going to be interviewing you again later tonight oh that's like, right that's right my own show yes so this is this has been a, has been going to be a full day of podcasting for me which i love and if anybody can get anything out of this podcast get a phone hook it up talk to your friends make a show somebody's gonna listen to it absolutely and stay geeky because geeks were the world. One rung at a time. That's right. That's right. All right, kids. Um, and I just realized something. I, I told you, and I, I'll, then I'll wrap up. Um, I told you I, I've been approaching this kind of low-key, you know, kind of talking like this. And, and I just realized you bring my level up. So I was like energetic the whole way through laughing and being cheerful. So there you go. I'm bubbly. What can I say? <laughs> so for this week, for the oh, how did you say it? The my public yes, my public life as a North American nerd. I am David K. Montoya. I'm Mike Luce. See you next week. Bye. Ah, uh, yeah. See, uh, Mike was originally our managing editor for the World of Myth magazine, which is published through Dark Myth Publications, which is the other half of the Jaselman Dark Myth Company. And I would just, I wanted to have a guest on, so I didn't feel like talking by myself. So I literally called him out of nowhere and asked him to be my guest, and, and we talked about it. And, you know, I remember now, you know, about the 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 Miss Marvel movie being in a, in a Hispanic magazine, uh, you know, written in Spanish. And I don't know. I think it was just actually more of a marketing ploy to pick up uh, more Hispanic viewers for that movie, which was very good, by the way. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you can definitely go pick it up on Blu-ray or, or watch it um, like on Redbox or something. It's a very good movie. And of course, Mike, uh, he just recently came back to the Jaisal Modcast podcast network with his own show. Uh, what is it? Orders. Uh, it's it's really. I love the name of his show. Let me take a peek of it real fast here. It's Dispatches from Shedquarters. I always want to say Orders from Shedquarters because it kind of rhymes, but it's Dispatches from Shedquarters. So check that out. He's back. If you enjoyed listening to him. All right, gang, we are taking the turn or taking the final turn of this lap and we can see the finish line just right up ahead as we are pulling in. It says scene red number 103 got it covered. Originally released January 28th. 2015 this week rebecca aaron and dave return to talk about their health and fitness and then they cover banned foreign movies 
Dave's life without cable, and a little update on the mongers. Afterwards, the trio talk about reality television and get into a tangent about Marvel movies. Oh, boy. Okay, here we go. Let's find out what it says. And scene red number 103. We got it covered. Hey, boys and girls. Welcome to Scene Red. I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. And I'm Aaron Illich. All right, kids. I know we've been gone. Well, actually, we didn't. We've only been gone a week. Um, we just couldn't meet up. Rebecca had, what did you have? Some type like of. Like half bronchitis and one lung. Cody's freaking me out. Oh my God. Why? Cause his eyes open and I can see his inner eyelid. <laughs> yeah, that's the way he sleeps. What? We're doing an early morning podcast, uh, just because we were able to, um, kind of coincide with timing. Then Aaron got bronchitis. Yeah. I still, if you kind of hear me, I'm kind of like. I'm a little nasally and... Like, yeah, just a little bit. Not too bad, worse. though. So you're going to be sick? <clears throat> yeah. so funny. Mandy came over and she had a sinus infection. She's like, I can't even do how she was talking. She was talking like this. But, like, when she was talking to us, she wasn't, like, talking I know. like that. She, well, she, like, she, well, on the phone, she was like, ah. Uh, I was like, who I'm, the heck I'm is like this? I'm, like, half dead. Because she got a new phone or whatever. Uh-huh. And then, like, she gets to the house, and she's, like, talking halfway normal, and then she gets on the phone with mom, and she's doing that again. I'm like, what are you doing? That is weird. I'm like, what? Putting on the dog on the phone. We've all done that once or twice in our life. Oh, yeah. I just love you so much, at Debbie. So, Rebecca, it's like, what? What, <laughs> what happened there? Um, Before we started recording, we were talking about band movies, and you're just getting ready to talk about the Japanese band movie. Oh, I didn't see what it was about. I, I don't remember because I was looking at the list of them. There was like, it says five band movies or something like that. Mm hmm. And that one was on there, of course, the Serbian film, which I regret watching. Even though it was, I know it was all fake, like I said. It just, right. It did something to me because I had a panic attack that night. And I was like, I didn't want to tell Aaron. I was like all embarrassed about it. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, why is this affecting me so much? It's all, I know it's all fake. You know what I'm saying? It made my skin crawl. But I was I like, I couldn't sleep. I had RLS. Plus, I was like, I had to sit up and I like rock myself a little bit. I was like, what's wrong with me? Well, from and we're not even going to cover it, kids, because it's actually, I think, a little bit too extreme yeah. to even talk about here on the podcast, and that's how extreme it was. Um, but something like that would just really fuck with me. And plus, the way it was filmed, they, like, they, you know, they do all things gritty. like psychologically to mess with you. Uh, yes. Yeah. But the Japanese one, I don't remember what it was, what it was about, but I know there's a Japanese one that's banned too. There's a few of them. Do you know the name of the? I don't remember. Oh, okay. I, I had to look for that list again. I was telling her about my friend, uh, my friend Rob that I met on DC Universe Online, and he was telling me about like all these different fucked up, messed up movies. Like I can't, I can't remember what they're all called, but I, I remember for a fact that a Serbian film was one of them because he said that that was the one that made him have nightmares. Really? Yes. And uh, there was some. There was another one. Some. It, it was like a. Something project or some shit like that. Uh, Speaking of project, have you seen that, that new movie that's coming out? Hmm. The one where it's like all weird? No. Where like they disappear or whatever? The Almanac project, something like that? Uh, project that Almanac, I think Project it's Almanac, yeah. Mm mm. It looks kind of cool. I have, well, because, and since we last met up, I got rid of the Fios. I got rid of Verizon Fios. I have Hulu and I have. Um, Netflix, and that's all I have. Oh, and basically, YouTube. Cable. No? 
You just have internet now? That's all I have. I don't no even cable. have no cable at all. And you know, the funny thing is, is I don't miss it one bit. I told mom to get rid of cable. She, I can't do that to <laughs> Dean. I'm like, he has a box in his room. I know. Like a smart Blu-ray. He can watch TBN off of the, the, there's, on Hulu, there's TBN. I found it. Oh, yeah. there is? Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell her about that. But, uh, you know, the funny thing is, is I haven't watched, in fact, today just came out the, the newest episode of Gotham. I'm like three episodes behind. We're like a half a season behind. We're like a half a season behind on all the shows we started watching. I, I caught <laughs> one episode of The Flash and that was pretty good. I was, I like that, but it's just, there's a lot of activity going on. Um, you literally have to watch like the flash from beginning. Right. There, there really is a lot going on. <laughs> so literally from the point of when I wake up to the point of when I go to bed, there's con- constant, like something going on in the house and there's really no time to, um, watch, to watch something that you have to give mental concentration to. That's when I was watching, uh, Kevin Hart last night because I wanted to watch something, but I didn't really want to give it that much focus i could definitely watch kevin hart all so i just watched uh what are they like two hours a piece so i watched like six yeah. hours of kevin hart and it wasn't like full concentration i was doing other things i wish but... he'd make another one i know he's getting too famous now he wants to act in movies and stuff i'm like oh, man he's funny though he's he is very he's funny. so funny it was uh it i was think honestly he's a better stand-up than he is a, a comedic actor i know you think so it, it, it's like reverse with jack black he can't do stand-up to save his life but he can he can act his ass off it's funny, funny yeah yeah i mean kevin hart's an okay actor but i still think his stand-up is way better his stand-up is so, so funny. funny and i didn't realize until we were talking about this earlier before we started recording that I guess all his material is based off of real life yeah yeah of course a little bit of it is exaggerated exaggerated but, yeah yeah but. His dad really is crazy like, like the, that. Like the deer breast story. That shit made me laugh. Did you look on Facebook? Uh-uh. About, you put a post about, um, what was it? Uh, I don't, it, it said, uh, I'm, I don't think I'm better than you. I just have better ideas or something like that. You posted a picture and it was like a, kind of <laughs> like a vintage style picture. Of uh, Kevin Hart. And... <laughs> I said, she wasn't ready. <laughs> I mean, him. We're just going off. About <laughs> we were. <laughs> um. <clears throat> so, but you guys are feeling better for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, I still cough, and like I said, I have a pain that I don't know if it's my <coughs> jaw or my ear. <clears throat> and every time I cough, it hurts so bad. Now, are you still on the diet? I'm Somewhat. on a diet. <laughs> but you're not on the one. You're not on the Cambridge. Well, yeah, I am, but I'm. I haven't been on it, but when I've been f- sick. When I feel myself getting like ravenously hungry, I'll go in and and make myself a drink. So, but because it looks like both of you have lost weight. Oh yeah, I've lost twenty pounds. Right on. How much have you lost? I probably gained. The last time I checked was like a week ago, and I lost twenty pounds. So I probably lost more than that now. But, um, I just don't eat a lot. My stomach shrank. I know it has. Right. Like. Well, that's part of the process of the Kingsbridge diet. Is your stomach shrinks? Because we went to. Because we, we, we go to Sizzler, like if we go for lunch, we usually get their lunch special with the, with the salad bar because the salad bar is, <clears throat> tw- what, 1050? Mm-hmm. That's without a By drink. Itself, right. Without a drink. And. To add the salad bars, like what? If you get the lunch special, it comes a meal and a drink, which is eight ninety nine, and then it's $5 to add the salad bar. So it's only a little bit more and you're getting way better value. Right, right. 
it's almost the same price without the salad bar with the drink. And you could take home the food that you buy. <laughs> yeah. You, so. so I was like, I'm so hungry. I'm going to eat all this stuff. Like I literally had a salad and a cup of soup and I was like, done all my food. I didn't even eat. My, I, got, I got chicken and uh, <laughs> spinach and the spinach was gross. I don't know what the hell. I love spinach. I make, I make it so, like at home myself. I don't, right. uh, the canned spinach I'm not that fond of, but. Well, I like canned spinach. I'm used to eating fresh Popeye. spinach, probably why. <laughs> but. I'll tell you a story in a minute. I make spinach mm. at home. I put like butter, cut up onions and um, mushrooms in the spinach and then put the fresh spinach and cook it. And it's really good with garlic. That well, sounds good. It is. But they gave me spinach and it was a lot of spinach, but it was just spinach with pepper and lemon. Really? Spinach and lemon do not go. I'm like, Bleh. I'm like, that's something you like douse over seafood. <laughs> but anyways, before I could like go over there and eat all that stuff, but I had a soup and a salad and then like a little half of a soup because I wanted to taste their broccoli soup, which I don't like it anymore. No. And I had some fruit salad and that was it. I was like, I was stuffed. I'm like, oh. It's disappointing, isn't it? Yes. Because you're like, oh, I'm going to tear it. He can up. still eat though. This boy, he never, I don't understand. Like his stomach doesn't shrink. Mm-hmm. I can still eat like a pig. <laughs> I honestly, like, I can feel myself getting full faster, mm-hmm. but the feeling of fullness doesn't go away. So that's why I slow down when I eat. Like, if he I eat, ate, like, half his food, and then he ate, like, a soup and a salad and a giant plate of nachos. I'm like, you're done. That I didn't even finish. <laughs> so, really? Yeah. I was like, she, I told her, I said, I'm thinking, because... I had a little bit of like the their little crab salad type thing, and I was like, what? they don't have any hot sauce, so I put buffalo wing sauce on it. Gross. I liked it, but I was like, I, I told her, I, was like, hey, you know, I, I think I'm going to get a little bit more crab sauce. And then sauce. that She's like, burrito that mom gave me, mm-hmm. first of all, I didn't like it because, <coughs> sorry, I like, I'm the type of person, and I have a burrito, I like beans and all that stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Beans, That's just how rice. I am. I like beans and rice, you know, maybe some lettuce. That was just meat and onions. So it wasn't my thing. It was okay. It gave me the worst diarrhea. Like, like as if I had taken 20 minutes. Because I haven't really been taking a lot of metformin. Uh-huh. Because I thought maybe that was making me sick. Which I don't know now. Now I think I... Because I was, like, having a hard time breathing. But I think it was because the bronchitis already was, like, affecting me, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to start taking my metformin again and see if it makes me sick or not. If it doesn't, then I'm going to keep taking it. But anyways, it made me feel like I take, like, five metformin. I was so sick off that breed. I was like, oh, my God. I don't know if it was the grease in it. That's what I was thinking it, it was. It made me yeah. sick. I was like, not again. Never again. Because... Later that night, uh, what was it? Dean made fried chicken and my stomach. Oh my goodness. My stomach from, he fried it so much that my stomach could not handle the grease. <clears throat> I was on the toilet like four times back to back. Really? Yeah. You know, speaking of, uh, Dean and, and for some reason this triggered me in my head. I've been working on the, the final version of the monger script. Remember, uh, Abel, uh, butt rapes that kid in the mm-hmm. script. Well, Abel's not doing that anymore. Okay. It's the uncle. It's the uncle. Because I, I speaking of Dean, it was um. Well, we we there's a reason behind it. You know, I was like <laughs> that actually fits the uncle character more than the Abel character. So I it that's changed. What were you gonna say? Oh, nothing. Oh, okay. I'm laughing at you. Well, but that's that's what... Uh, so I, I wanted to tell you, because I know that you were having some issues and we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about that because okay. that's not your scene anymore. Because I'm Good. trying to... Um, 
we'll just call him Robert. We don't want to name drop yet. But, you know, he's still interested. And I wanted to bring, because if we put him on the movie poster, that's going to be a recognizable face. And um, so I wanted to make the uncle character. And, and I was having a hard time trying to get him in there, make him fit in the, yeah. uh, the storyline. And I was like, oh, you know what I can do is I can, you know, take pieces of different characters of what's already in there and just switch it out with the uncle and it works. So I'm working on that. But I just wanted to let you know. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so can we, let's, let's do a little bit of housekeeping real fast. Is that okay? Housekeeping. Yeah. A little bit of business. Housekeeping. Um, <laughs> right now we are working on the Mongers trailer and I started a GoFundMe. Which I, I found out, I, I read is they literally, as soon as you get the money, they send you a check. They take their little share and they send you, you know, so I was like, that's, that's probably the best route to go. So we went ahead and we started a GoFundMe project, um, to, to fund the mongers or the mongers trailer. And if you go to GoFundMe, type in the mongers, you'll find it. And you know what? I, and I'm just going to say this and I'm going to, and, I do somewhat apologize if it pisses anybody off, but this is just the way I really sincerely, God honestly knows I, the way I feel about this whole issue. You can afford a dollar. Anybody can afford a dollar. Okay. Even if you made $19,000 last year, you can afford a dollar. Yeah. Okay. And I know people that just bought a brand new fucking Mercedes Benz. Okay. Oh, I don't have no money. You just bought a fucking Mercedes Benz and you're telling me you don't have no money? A dollar. You better pull up a dollar. couch cushions. <laughs> you know what? Just, you know, and it, the greed of people that I'm learning that have money that could literally fund this project, not just the, the trailer, but could fund the whole fucking movie. Those people are the most greediest motherfuckers I've ever met. And it's disgusting. Welcome to Hollywood. It, it's not even Hollywood. It's people I know. <laughs> In general, yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's very upsetting to me because a dollar, people. And I, I don't, again, I don't want to come across being harsh, but, you know, it's a fucking dollar. That's what I'm saying. Pull, pull up some couch couch cushions go, change in go, in, couch. go in uh mama's room and go in her jewelry box and see if she threw any extra change. <laughs> really? And you know, the thing is, too, is, and I, I put this on one of the posts, I said, if 200 people pitched in 15 bucks, 15 bucks, it would be a done deal. Yeah. 15 bucks. That's nothing. Mm. You're going to spend 15 bucks on two cups of uh, Starbucks. Yeah. Not really. At 15 bucks. And it's going to be man. worth it. It's going to be worth it. <laughs> I was thinking about it, but I was trying to stay on a serious note. (laughs) I couldn't help it. So go to GoFundMe.com, type in the mongers, and you'll find it. And, uh, you know, if you're just, if you're poor, hey, you know what? We, we know what poor is being like. It's not DiGiorno, it's the struggle. (laughs) Struggle. And, um, but a buck, you know, that's, that's all I'm asking is a buck. Hell, a dollar isn't even enough to buy a fucking McDonald's sandwich anymore. I know. Yeah, they have a triple cheeseburger now. Really? It's a 300% satisfaction. 300%. Yeah. Yeah. It says a triple cheeseburger. I'm like, yeah, that's all we need. (laughs) That's all America needs is a triple cheeseburger. Yeah, really. Speaking of America being fat, so there's this show, right? Because I was watching TLC yesterday when I was watching the, you saw the Kate Placeta or whatever. Uh 
speaking of her, we were laughing because I was, I was telling him about her. Like, I remember watching it when they were little uh-huh. and how much of a bitch she was to her husband. And she was like super crazy OCD. Yeah. I was like, yeah, she's gotten a lot better. She has gotten better, but I was laughing because the next episode that came on, she had, um, took in one, cause I guess she has like two basements. That's what she was saying. Mm-hmm. They have a big house, but surprisingly they have a huge house. They don't really have a lot of bedrooms, uh-huh. but she took her, one of her basements and turned it into a room for her sons. And she had like all her kids rooms painted and she was giving her oldest kids each their own room, the girls. And. After that was done, she's like freaking out. She's like, I better not find one wet towel on the floor. Not one sock. Not one pair of underwear. Going crazy, right? I was like, see, I told you she's OCD. She was going crazy. I was like, I can't blame her. She has eight kids. Her kids are, have gotten bad. Oh, really? Yeah. I remember how like strict she was and like, she was like super strict and organized or whatever. Her kids are bad. Like they're spoiled, rotten, and all they do is scream. I'm like, no wonder why this woman's like such a bitch. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was the dad that kind of kept them in control? Because I remember the dad was more involved than the yeah, mom. Yeah, she. Well, I think he was the enforcer. You right. know what I'm saying? She was. The, she threatened, but he had to carry through. Yeah, and I don't know that episode we watched where where they, she did the room. She was going to find them dressers or whatever. And she only had four of the kids with her, and I guess the other four were with their dad. So I guess I do see him. I don't know. Now, I'm going to say something, and this is going to sound bad, too. But this is, again, just my perception on something. And it kind of makes me mad. Okay. When we first started seeing Kate plus eight, um, she was not an attractive person. You know, she she had her funky-ass hairdo. She never wore makeup. She didn't. She always wore these, like, almost like, yeah, you know. And so... You know, it ended up. I know when it all turned around, though. Huh? I said, I know what happened when it all turned around. Cause she, they gave her that tummy tuck. Yeah, I remember that. You remember that they gave her so much shit because she tried, she tried to talk them into giving her liposuction and breast implants, and they said the doctor's like, no, because he gave it to her for free. Right. He, his wife, because his wife saw her story. Uh huh. And I, I believe it was one of those the Beverly Hill plastic surgeons that have that show. I believe it was one of them that did it. Oh, really? And they heard about her story and the wife's like, well, you know, cause I guess she had like, cause she had six kids. She was like, he, she had so much extra skin mm-hmm. and she needed a tummy tuck and they didn't have a lot of money at the time. So they gave her the, they gave her a tummy tuck, but she was like, well, while you're in there, she gave me liposuction and breast implants. And they're like, no, we're giving you a free surgery. Like quit asking for more basically. Mm-hmm. But after she had the tummy tuck, it was like, she went crazy. I don't know. It was weird because before she had the kids, she was thin. Well, she was thin, but she didn't take care of herself. No. And that's what I was getting at is, is it's probably going to make people mad, but it's just as a man's perspective, this is what happened is, you know, after she lost her husband, she went and got all this done and she... And she has breast implants now. You know, she's a very attractive woman now, but honestly, but if she would have taken care of herself like that in the prudent, he wouldn't have started looking. No. Honestly, and I know that's yeah. a mean thing to say. She was mean to him, though. I know she was. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that he's perfect, because like I said, we don't, we don't, we don't know, know everything. Yeah, we don't yeah. know the whole story. We never will. Right. We don't know if she's just being a bitch and won't let him see his kids, or if he really isn't being a good dad. We don't know. Yeah. I know he's a DJ now. Oh, is he? Yeah, I was laughing. I was like, everybody's a DJ. Everybody <laughs> is a DJ. Shaq's a DJ. I know. I remember Paris we're... Hilton. Paris. How is that possible? She's a DJ. She she has money. She can think she can, of what she can. You can buy yourself into a DJ spot. Mm-hmm. Really? 
Yes. I thought the idea was to make money. She went to money. Ultra Music Festival. She went to EDC. Yeah. I, I don't even. Pineapples. I don't like it. Pineapple. Pineapple. Pineapples. <laughs> Kevin Hart, everybody. Pineapples. Uh, but yeah, but it just, honestly, I mean, if, if she would have presented herself like that, um, I don't know. I, I don't think th- they may had, have been more, I mean, there, there might have been still more issues between them because yeah. she was very domineering and very controlling and she talked to him, belittled him all the time. Yeah. I'm saying she was a bitch to him. But. You know, if if she would have taken care of herself, I don't. I think that might have kind of kept things you together. Know, kept his eyes from wandering. Yeah, I'm just talking as a man. That's just reality. You know what I told uh, Rebecca? I said, uh, I bet you I can guess his D- his DJ name. Hmm. DJ Johnny Ocho. Johnny Ocho. <laughs> no, it's actually his, his DJ name is DJ John Goslin. Oh, God. Anyways, so back to what I was talking about. So anyway, <laughs> after we were watching that, this other show came on. It's called My Big Fat, Fat, what is it? My Big Fat Fabulous Life, something like that? Yes. It's about this big old fat lady, and I'm like, I was like trying to think of, I thought she looked familiar, but then we were watching the intro, and I don't know if you, if you ever saw that video, but there was this video that came out on like YouTube. social media everywhere, and it was this big old fat girl, and she was dancing, but she was good. Uh-huh. You ever saw that? I have. Yeah. It's a, it's a, they gave her her own show. Really? Yes. Yes. I guess she used to be like really, like really, really fit and uh-huh. she was a dancer. And I don't know, this video is about her trying to lose weight or whatever, but that girl is huge. Oh, really? She's short and she weighs <laughs> 382 pounds, but she's short. And she's lost a lot of weight. And she's lost weight. She's lost like 40 pounds. Yeah. Well, I know that dancing is the best cardio workout. She don't lose no weight from dancing. No, uh, that's why her dad made her an appointment with a he, he set up a personal, personal trainer, trainer. Mm. but I, I told Aaron I was like she's doing all this dancing because it's cardio I was like she's doing all that cardio and she's not losing weight from that yeah That's something's not, not right yeah yeah neither she's taking in more calories than well, she's, she's trying or... she's trying to say that it's because she has PCOS but I have that too what is that I've never heard of it the polycystic ovary syndrome oh yeah 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 so it has to do with your hormones and your insulin resistant all stuff there's a lot of stuff to it mm-hmm and it does make it harder for you to lose weight if you have that. But like her trainer said, he goes, yeah, she has she has hormonal things going on. He goes, yeah, but her her knife and her fork help her get there too. Oh really? Yeah. yeah he literally said that on air. Yeah, he's like, she can't just she can't just blame her condition. She's big. But she is a good dancer because I've seen that. She on, is a good on, dancer. Uh, Facebook, I think. It yeah, was. she's she's a trained dancer. She's a good dancer because she's like I said, it shows picture of when she was younger and more fit. She's real fit and everything. I don't know what happened to make her gain all that weight, mm-hmm. but I don't like her though. She's, you know what I and I I, I kind of felt bad saying it, but it, it looks so similar. She looks so similar. Okay, she, she looks like the female version of Chris Farley in the face. She does all the mouth movements and everything. Oh really? Yeah. I'm like, oh my god. Her parents, oh man, she's 30 years old and they like, coddle her. Really? Yes. Because they bitch at her. They're like, we shouldn't have to clean up after a 30-year-old and do your laundry. Clean up your wet towels after you get out of the shower. <laughs> it was so funny because she uh, she kept trying to say, like, oh, the scale's wrong, the scale's wrong, every scale's wrong or whatever. They had 13 so scales. So her dad went out and bought 13 scales to try every single one of them. What? Yeah. Were they rich? Not really. 
They have a. They live in like. Or just like a mid. Yeah, was like they're like a mid class. Mm. Yeah, well, they're like they're like old. They're like yeah. her parents are pretty old, like way older than our than our parents are. Like they're like in their seventies. She's like they must have already had her when they were already like late in life. Mm. Speaking of parents, um, David Montoya, not me, the other David Montoya, mm. senior, is <laughs> thinking about coming down here to finally meet his grandkids. Oh really? Yeah. <clears throat> it just it talking about. Parents just when did you in. talk to him? Uh, I did not talk to him. It's all been through Janet because she has the internet. You know, David's like, internet? What's the internet? <laughs> Is that the place you look at porno? <laughs> but um, I guess she was showing him pictures. Oh. And, uh, you know, he was talking. And <clears throat> get your mom on the phone with him. <laughs> oh, I, I am so lucky. I want to have that conversation recorded. I, uh, oh, oh, ooh, what? podcast idea. Yeah. Have mom here. Have uh, David there. I don't know. Oh, mom, that mom's got be... a crush on some guy. I know. I heard oh. about it. She's like, it's so funny. Cause Sorry, like, Sam. It's not she, you. She tries yeah. to convince herself. <laughs> Sam. Mm-hmm. Who's Sam? Flash. Oh, uh, <laughs> defenders of the universe. Same. She tries to convince herself she doesn't have a crush, but it's like, because I like, she's like, well, I'm going to go out and have dinner with him. I was like, oh, you guys are going to go on a date. She goes, it's not a date. We're just going to talk. I was like, that's a date. That's, that's a, a date. date. She's like, no, we're just talking. I was like, mom, it's a date. And then she's like, she's like, well, you know, and it's funny because I'll talk to him. Well, I don't know how old he is. He has all these kids, blah, blah. He, she goes, he's a nice looking guy. He's pretty nice, but I mean, I don't like him like that or anything. Mm. I'm like, mm. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I mean, it's it's. She's like, right. mom, you don't have to be such a prude about it. I know. I mean, it's. it's She's like, I'm too old to even think about guys. I'm like, mom, please stop. No, if you're never too old. I was gonna say, if Ellen's still thinking about guys, come on now. Dini wants to get on Christian Mingle and find him a woman. Oh my god. My only problem with that is, I know if he gets on the internet, learns how to use it, he'll be little, he'll be looking at porn like all, all the time. The time. He will. Because he tells us, I didn't know they had that porn on the internet there. I was like, yes, for free. It's free? Yep. Yeah, it's free, Dean. They got it's free porn. Free yeah. for the last 15 years. <clears throat> it's uh, If he got on the internet and learned how to use the internet, he'd be chronically in his room. Chronically doing something. <laughs> uh, and that's not an understatement either. No. I, it's a good I, thing you don't have a smartphone. <laughs> he'd figure out. He'd figure it he out. He has an old like flip phone. Oh, does he? Yeah. yeah. That's funny. He's like, uh, this, this is the phone I need right here. Simple. You just open it and dial. And if you need to call somebody, you do that. It's, uh, I guess it's just the mentality of some people. Yeah, but he, he, I know he sits on there and like fantasizes about ordering that porn on the TV, but he don't have the nerve. No, because he's been caught doing that before, hasn't he? It was an accident. I don't even know how I ordered it. You have to like have an intent to order porn he tried to say that like he said one time it was he was flipping through the tv guide and all of a sudden this porno came on and he somehow he ordered it he's like i didn't push anything you have to literally go to on demand find the adult channels pick out which one you want it'll say do you want to order this yes are you sure yes and don't you have to, you have to confirm it no. Yeah. no 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 you just have to hit pay now. In the living room, we have a uh, we have a parental, parental control. control. And we don't know the parental. And they never control. told us the password. I tried like zero 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 one two three. I tried all these different combinations. Nothing works. Hmm. The last four digits of our phone number, nothing. That's weird. 
So we have to go in his room and order movies if you want to watch movies out in the living room. Mm-hmm. But if he ordered something, we would know it would be on the bill. <clears throat> just yeah. tell him. Or, you know, just like, maybe that's what he needs. Well, his birthday's already passed. But I was going to say, get him, get him just uh, he like went a... To, he went to Aunt Tawny's for his birthday. He said, go get drunk. And then lie and say that he hasn't drank in a year. He talk uh, all sorts of stuff. Get him a, get him a little tap. You flatten his tire. You gave him a flat tire somehow. I did? Yes. Oh, Aaron, wow. Aaron took his bike out <laughs> to the store when I was asleep. I was like, we need cigarettes. And I was having a bad night on the game. And I smoked the last cigarette. I was like, she's going to fucking kill me if I smoke the cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went there as fast as I could and came back as fast. I did nothing but ride on the road the whole time. But he doesn't, but he doesn't know or? No, no, he doesn't know that he took his bike, but he, he's like, my bike has a flat tire. My brand new bike has a flat tire. He goes, I don't know how it's been sitting in that garage for two weeks. <laughs> or like, I was like, I don't know. That's weird. Maybe mouse or mice. That's what he joked and said. So maybe a mouse out there, or a cat out there, went and scratched my bike, put a hole in it because they hate me. <laughs> maybe. It's like, or a mouse bit it or something. It must have got a sticker or something. Speaking of mice. Okay. Now, mind you, you know, obviously we have a cat. I don't know where he's at right now. He just disappears for days at a time and he comes back. Cody is a better mouser than our cat. Because we have a mouse. Well, we had a mouse. And um, it, I I chased that son of a bitch all around the living room. Tried to step on. In fact, I was like, stepped on it. I mean, like, hard. I was like, ah, I got you. Lift up my foot. I'm like, fucker. Yep. Anyway, I come out of the bath. No, I'm in the bathroom. And I hear Lacey, David! Oh, my God, David! I thought something was bad. So, you Just know, on the toilet paper. I'm, like, you know, <laughs> coming out the hallway, trying to pull up my pants. My ass is hanging out, you know. I'm like, what, what? And Cody's, like, drops it right in front of me. He fucking caught the mouse and killed it. So, as of right now, from what my count is, he's caught three. Simba, zero. Simba, zero. Right. So, he's a better mouser. Our cat outside, I don't know where he went, but... It's creeping me out. He's but, having a uh, dream, and his eyes were open, and his eyes are rolling back, but his, his, eyelid, his second eyelid's down. Uh-huh. Anyway, we we had a black cat outside, and he... Oh, my God, that cat would come home with rodents in his mouth and sit next to the water bowl with it. And we had a water bowl out there. That's what Wesley used to do. Yeah. Is that cat's dad? Mm-hmm. I'd open the garage door, look down, and he'd always have mice or birds... Like as a present. Right. I was going to say, but that that's a sign of um, loyalty. Yeah. Or he'd put them in the water bowl. I'm like, quit putting fucking mice in your water bowl. It's disgusting. Our cats. Oh, my God. Our cats. would. If, if we if we had mice, which they if, if there probably was one at one time, mm-hmm. they would disintegrate. <laughs> our cats get into everything. I think we have one more in the kitchen. I can't. <clears throat> I hear it, but I can't see it. And, you know, we've been here for, what, three and a half years now? And we never had uh, a mouse issue until, interesting enough, I think it was um, right before they left. The the neighbors Mm -hmm. is when we started having mice issue. Which, uh, I don't like mice. Mm -hmm. And I've, uh, because I've been like super OCD. I mean, the kitchen's dirty right now because I was just beat yesterday but i've been ocd about this house and it was just like constantly so me trying to keep the house clean i mean 
look at the kitchen floor. <laughs> yeah. I know. I mean, other than I got to sweep it, I mean, everything's clean. And uh, just the thought of a mouse running around, it makes me want to clean more. And I, I was funny because a long time ago I was trying to, I was, uh, Sadie was trying to talk me out of being so OCD. You have to be OCD. And that's <laughs> what I was going to say is mentally, I feel better, mentally better when I'm OCD. That's how I feel. Like, I can't stand things that are dirty at all. It just, to me, uh, it any kind of like gritty, dirty feeling, like, even like even when I go to clean cat boxes, I'm like, uh, uh, uh. so <laughs> I, I, I totally get you. It's just, but I do, I, I feel a lot better. And I know I've been a little hard on, um, Zoe, but you have to be. But I, I've. So I'm saying you have to be OCD. You... Yeah, but the whole thing is, is if you don't teach your child to be clean, they'll never be clean as an adult. That's right why now. I struggle. That's that's. Mom I... was not. Me and mom have these arguments all the time. Yeah. I don't ever remember mom being a good housekeeper. I don't ever remember her making me clean my room. I remember her and Lacey cleaning my room my, my whole life as a child up until right. I was about 14. <laughs> which is wrong. It is. She should have made me clean because I would have been a cleaner person. You know what I'm saying? You have to teach your kids that or else when they grow up, they'll struggle to be clean too, you know? The funny thing is, is like with Jaden, Jaden, he doesn't keep plates in his room. Yeah. He will not keep a plate in his room. he always brings them out. But as far as like, and we always laugh because I'm like, what are you building? Like the wall of cans or something? Yeah, he has a can factory in his room. He does. <laughs> I mean, he's a recycle, recycle center. center. That's supposed to <laughs> in fact, we were hurting for money last week, so I went and took all the cans out, and just in his room alone was $40 worth of cans. I'm like, at least, you know, I, uh, he's reliable. You know, he's like, if I ever need money, I know what I can do. I can always go to his room and, and clean it out. wall of cans. <laughs> yeah. He's like, and I'm going there, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's time to recycle the cans. He's like, oh. Already? <laughs> He's like heartbroken. <laughs> They're my friends. Leave them alone. Oh goodness. But <clears throat> I don't know how we got off on a tent. Oh, let me jump back on to to Dini real fast. I was gonna say get him a laptop, but do better than that. Just get him a tablet. Get him one of those sixty dollar little tablets. I don't want to get him a tablet. Well, maybe we should get him a tablet because he'll never leave his room. Huh? He won't bug us anymore. <clears throat> Give him a tablet, a bottle of KY, and he'll be good to go. Get him some Astroglide. That's all he needs. Hey, and it'll save you money. You won't have to buy porn. There's free we porn have, out We don't there. even have to have cable anymore. I know. Yeah. That's, that's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> Turn off the cable, the phone. What do you need to buy food? He'll be in his room all the time doing something. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's like, I'm a born-again Christian. You know, he's like, mm-hmm, He's got he's like Quagmire on the episode of Family Guy when he comes out because he learns about internet. Uh huh. And he comes out and his he turns his one of his arms is like super muscular. He's like, <laughs> he walks outside. <laughs> Peter's like, what's wrong with you? That internet's a good thing. Oh, that's what that's what my name this yeah. episode. The that internet. internet's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, he's like, he's like that that that. that. That's a good thing. He gets his mail and he goes back and he sees his arms like, he looks like a super saiyan. His arms like, um, I was going to say something about the internet and I just blinked out. Shit. 
There's some funny shit going on on the internet. <clears throat> um, there was some stuff I was planning to talk about, but I'm, I'm, I'm like... Oh, did you guys watch the Fantastic Four trailer yet? Nah. I tried to watch it, but it wouldn't load that when it first yeah. came out. It was just... I think I'm going to have to bring back another episode of Who's the Boss just to talk about what two-minute trailer. It's just like everything is wrong with the... The Force. <laughs> Marvel, what are you doing? Well, it's not even Marvel. It's it's Disney. No, no, it's Fox because Fox, oh, it is Fox, huh? Yeah, that's right. Because Fox has the the right. movie rights, and it's just like it didn't feel like okay. I'm from what I'm getting, and I'm okay with this. At first, I was like no, but now I'm from what I understand. Um. They're making Sue Storm like an adopted child. Oh, okay. okay, so Johnny and um, his father and the mother, you know, they're all African-American, and then Sue's uh, adopted. Okay, I'm cool with that. I'm totally cool with that. I still think they should have made them both black. If they're going to go that route, which I have nothing against that, they should have both been black. So, I don't know, that's just my opinion. I agree. And, um, but I was watching the trailer, and it felt like a... a cheesy remake of Independence Day. That's what it felt mm-hmm. like. It mm-hmm. didn't feel anything like the Fantastic Four. It didn't feel anything like a comic book movie. Because you know that that comic book movie has a, a certain tone to it. Yeah. I, that's <clears> how <throat> I felt about the Ant-Man trailer. <laughs> I was like, it, it brought back a little sense of nostalgia, but I was just like, really? Like, you would think Ant-Man. Right. I mean, come on now. <clears throat> now, but, see, I'm the type of person, I've, I could care less about the Ant-Man. Yeah. I, I've never liked him. I know Hank Prim, that's who he is. Yeah. You know, I, I know his backstory, but I don't give a shit about him. So, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm probably not going to watch the movie because I just don't care about the character. Now, with like Guardian of the Galaxy, even though they were lesser known, I have read comic, you know, Guardian of the Galaxy comics over the years. So mm-hmm. I have more of a, um, kind Wait, of an understanding yeah. of them. You know, so that's why I watched the movie because I kind of knew who, who they were, but I don't know. Speaking of new Marvel movies, have mm-hmm. you seen the leaked footage of uh, the, was it Marvel? No, it was the Captain America Civil War. Not Marvel Civil War, but it's it's, 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 it's going to start off in Captain America. It's Iron Man versus Captain America, isn't it? No. I've seen a thing about that. It's, it's not like Iron that. Man. Yeah, it's not Iron Man, but it's a leaked footage of, you know. Uh, oh, where he rips the log in half? Yeah, he's like. Whoa. Yeah. What's that other thing they're making? That will Stark be... Stark versus... Uh, what's Captain America's name? Rogers. Rogers. Yeah. Stark versus Rogers? I haven't heard about that. I know I, that... I've well, seen a thing because, about it. Because like Civil a... War... Mm-hmm. Civil War is essentially Iron Man versus, versus Captain, Captain America. America. But it, it's more of on a political scale. The United States government wants all superheroes to register with the agency to, you know, reveal their secret identities. Captain America's for this. Uh, Iron Man's Not. against this. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be the Civil War thing, because I saw a thing. It was like a poster thing. It said Stark versus Rogers on it. Yeah, that's probably yeah, what it is. Yeah, that's probably. Yeah. And um, they literally, it turns into a, a it, fight. Yeah, a full Robert scale. Or no? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's actually doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. He's, he said that he's going to be... He'll stick around for a while. Who said he wasn't going to do Iron Man no more? He changed his mind. 
I'm yeah. Good. I like him as Iron Man. He's a he's a very good Iron Man, and I think he knows that. It's not that he's a good Iron Man, he's a good Tony Stark. Right. Yeah. Well, that's that's so what I well. mean. And I think that was kind of it. You know, he's he was saying something like, you know, when you find someone that can reprise the role as Tony Stark, you know, he'll be you know more than happy to step down. But he feels like you know that's that's part of him that's yeah. him yeah now you know he's been Tony Stark so many times it's like he's almost taken on that persona I think that really is how he is yes that's what I yeah. like <laughs> that's why he does it so well so but they can't find nobody so he's he's more than happy to step back into it and you know, I think he does a, a great I mean other than Iron Man 3 which blew yeah yeah, but you can't oh, really blame man. him for that's the writing. no it was right it was terrible story. you know Shane Black <laughs> who is I don't know why they did something. Shane Black is the same guy who wrote Lethal Weapon. Oh. Okay. He had no superhero story underneath, you know, any of his repertoire. And so they gave him Iron Man. Um, what? I had a, an epiphany. Yeah. Well, I just remembered something that coincides with what we're talking about. So, Go for it. uh, well, speaking of Iron Man, there was new leaked footage of the Civil War. Where, uh, the, they, they start fighting or whatever, and then Hulk goes, it's a legitimate trailer now, it's a teaser trailer. Mm. So, Hulk goes fucking butt crazy. He's playing Hulk. Uh, Garofalo. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. He goes butt shit, he just goes crazy. Like, right. Uncontrollable, right? He goes into rage. Yeah, and Tony Stark brings out the Hulk buster, and the Hulk is just like, <laughs> They have like a full on fight with the, uh, with, you know, Hulk versus Hulkbuster. Mm-hmm. That's actually Age of Ultron. Is it? Uh huh. Oh. Yeah, it's not going to be Civil War. It's going to be Avengers 2. Oh, it is? Yeah. Because when I seen it, it just said New League footage. That it didn't, I, maybe it's on YouTube now. Because so. Jay is the one who, who, pointed it to me. Oh, he really? was all excited because that's his favorite Iron Man costume. Yeah. Is the Hulkbuster Iron Man. And he was just like, ah, oh! <laughs> uh, but yeah, I seen that. I seen that. Yeah. Yeah. That fucking armor looks cool. It does. I didn't see it. it. It's a wonderful time to be a comic book nerd. That's what I was saying. I was reading this thing. I, I say either you'll get disappointed or you'll just jump with joy. <laughs> yeah. Legitimately. Um, Online, someone came out with... Now, back in the day, kids, before there was the internet, we would have to read magazines if we wanted to know what was going on with the comic book, you know, um, error. And this was kind of pre... By by this time, the only thing that had come out comic book was the Dolph Lundgren Punisher. <laughs> and, you know, so there wasn't no forum to log on and talk about, you know, what if kind of movies. So... They came out with a regular monthly magazine called Wizard Magazine. And 20 years ago to the month, it was January 1995, they came out with this, who do we think would be the best, you know, actors for the X-Men movie? And they were going through, and I was like, I remember reading this one. and But they were putting them down. I mean, other than Patrick Stewart being Xavier, they were like off on everybody. And, um, they're like, uh, it's pretty funny though. Everybody's always seen that man as Xavier. Yes. Um, who was it? They had, uh, the guy who played the original Terminator, um, the good guy. What was his name? 
the the original he was the father of John Connor. I don't remember. I don't remember either. That well, they had him as Cyclops. <coughs> and oh, really? They like put a a visor on him, you know, a fake looking visor, and put it. I'm like, oh my god, they're identical. But they're like, oh, they they took uh, James Matten Madison Mattinson, the guy who played Cyclops. Marston. Yeah, Marston. Marston. That's it. And they're like, oh, what a better choice. I'm like, are you fucking on crack? This guy literally looks just like Cyclops. All you have to do is just put a, a real, not one of those streamlined, stupid-looking visors that he wore. I mean, actual, yeah. you know. They had Rebecca DeMornay as uh, Jean Grey. I don't like that lady. You don't like her? I, I thought, I was like, wow, that, that really just fits. Oh, have you heard of who's going to be playing Jean Grey in that new X-Men movie they're coming out with? Apocalypse? Some kid. No. Well, yeah. Her name is... Uh, it starts with a T. I thought it was like Sophie something. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was Sophie... And then her last name started with a T, right? I think so. Sophie Tanai or something like that. <clears throat> and she she's naturally redheaded. Yeah. Which I thought was a good pick. Oh, and I, I, I have to admit, I like the way that Brian Singer did that. Mm-hmm. Did you hear how he announced? Mm-hmm. They found out the people that are playing them. They found out the same way we found out at the exact same time. They found out through a tweet. Oh really? Yes, <laughs> that's how they found out. That's awesome. I thought that was cool how they they do it. Um, they had Dolph Lundgren as Colossus. I'm like, oh my god, yes, he yeah. did a perfect Russian in uh, Rocky Three. Yeah. yeah. I'm like that's that's good good casting right there. Um, who do they have? They had um, our our friend Rutger Hauer. They had him as Magneto. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That would, and I think I've said that before. You know that yeah. he would make a good Magneto. Just he's like six foot something. You know he's yeah. even though he's in his seventies, he's still fairly you know fit. He would be more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like it's like watching the the last X Men and then seeing Ian McKellen and the other guy. I'm like, no, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't know. I don't see the the matchup, but yeah, Ian McKellen's like five foot two, so is he? Like, he's really short. Yes, he is really short. That's Ever since I seen him in that picture with makeup on, I just can't get over it. <laughs> with a drag, it's a picture yeah, I've seen it. Him in drag. I'm like, oh, not Magneto. Um, who'd they have? They had um. Shit. But they literally went through like everybody. And I was like, and they're, but he was putting them down. They're like, well, you know, this person instead of this person. And that's why we had such a great movie, you know, in 2000 because of the better casting. I'm like, you're on fucking crack. And it's not just because I'm a 90s kid. When the next one came out, I was super excited. And after I watched it, I was even, I was still excited. Then the second one came out. You're like, no. And then the third one came out and just killed me. Well, you remember we were, it was you, me, and Lacey. We went to go see the X-Men 3, and we're walking out. We're like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Or it was like, it was horrible. Yeah, we're like, this is horrible. They killed us. <laughs> because they, they killed Cyclops in like the first five minutes of the movie. It was just all bad. After one, it was just all bad. One was okay because it was like we actually finally got some. It wasn't really what we wanted. Yeah. But it was something, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like the two, then two came out and we're like, 
then three came out. And we're like, oh my god, I don't I, watch anything ever again. I think I still have. Well, I know I have them all. I have you know all the X Men movies. I think two, and I bought this when it came out on DVD. I think it's still in wrap. Probably. <laughs> like I bought it just for the sake of buying it. But really, in yeah, fact, it was horrible. The X Men. Uh, what is it? It Days of Future Past is right there, and it's still in wrap. I haven't even opened it yet. That one was the better of the ones, but it wasn't... I think the other one yeah. was better. Which one? First Class. Mm. Yeah, but they were the story was, was way, well, yeah. way wrong. Yeah. But for movie sake, yeah. I think that the First Class was like... It was something that gave us hope. Like, oh my god, X-Men can be somewhat good again. Yeah. Because they actually showed Days character progression. Future Past was good, but I liked it, but I still think that the First Class one was better. It was more yeah. entertaining for entertaining sake. Mm-hmm. But see, the X Men First Class should have been that. It should have been the original X Men. Yeah. But they went with like Havoc, which makes no sense because they had Havoc in the the First Class, but Cyclops is the older brother. Yeah. yeah. How is that possible? Does make any sense? If they had Cyclops, wasn't he younger in that? Yeah, they made yeah. Cyclops younger. Like he was like real young, like yeah. fourteen yeah. or something. So if Cyclops was like fourteen. Havoc should have been like 10. You know, something like an that. Adult. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They don't care. They don't care yeah, about like, It's Hollywood. Yeah. They're like, we're going to put in the characters that we want. Uh. It depends on who the director is. It's what it is. Mm-hmm. If the director wants to, to go by facts, then it'll be a better... To me, it's a better movie. All right, kids. That's enough for this week. Uh, come back and we'll do it all over again. Uh, for this week, I am David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. And I'm Aaron Illich. And if you're not down with all the goodness of Marvel movies, then you might be seeing red. See you next week. <laughs> uh, to this day, you know, it, it's, I, I've, I love, I've always loved seeing red. It's always been a very special thing to me. And to, to hear back on these episodes is just something very special. So I hope you all enjoyed the three episodes that we have, and I hope you enjoyed the three hours of free audio entertainment. I am your host, David K. Montoya. I hope to see you again right here on Flashback Fridays. See you next time. <laughs>